Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast, which means that you can listen to any episode in any adventure. They all make sense. We are joined by Meerkat and Tuna. Hello, everyone. Meerkat, a foxman of bard, stands tall with auburn fur and a leather tunic draped with patches. Atop their shoulders lies Tuna, a wooden marionette dressed in a large sky blue t-shirt that reads, You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we are joined by Rollo. Greetings, I am Rolo Specklebottom. I am a halfling male, and I am a wild magic sorcerer. I like to ride around through the woods on my friendly companion, Nacho the Capybara. Very good, and we have Yutung. Howdy, y'all. I'm Yutung Didascalu. I am a warlock of the fiend, because recently I've been having some trouble running my restaurant tastes like crepe. Thankfully, I've received an offer from a business partner who's been helping me out. And I am a highland cow person, which means that I have wide horizontal horns and highland cow-colored hair. But otherwise human. <laughs> Sounds tasty. <laughs> what? Oh, the crepes, of course. Uh, definitely not beef. <clears throat> um, this, uh, we are in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. Uh, the guild is a large building with a bar, a sitting area, with gleaming wooden tables and chairs, polished by many years of adventurers traveling through them. And, oh, on the back wall, there's a, a corkboard with job flyers that get posted every now and then. Did I mention that I'm level six? I do not remember. <laughs> I don't know if anybody did, but yes, our adventure today is indeed level six. There we go. Well, Meerkat... What is that delightful friend that you have there? Oh, I always relish an opportunity to introduce Tuna here. Well, this is my dear friend Tuna. Say hello, Tuna. Uh, and Tuna is going to animate atop Meerkat's shoulders as they are uh, as they are wont to do. Their little legs coming to life as as Tuna leaps off of Meerkat's shoulders, dances onto the ground, and does a little a uh, little curtsy. Yes, hello, it's me, Tuna. Hi, hi. What is your name? I'm Yutung. And who's this little cutie? She's reaching under the chin of the capybara. I don't know. Do you pet capybaras there? Oh, yeah. Uh, so that Nacho uh, loves that and is absolutely totally licking your hand. And, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, you know, rats love to be stroked. Uh, by the way, I'm you, you all remember me. I'm I'm sorry. I'm accent mirroring Rolo Specklebottom. <laughs> You know, sometimes it's fun to accent mirror. <laughs> yes, me too. I'm also doing the accent mirror. Is this right? Am I doing this right? It's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, thank God. I'm so worried. How tall is Tuna? Tuna's maybe like 11 inches. Oh my God. So he's like almost, yeah, wow. He's really big compared to me. Yeah, I imagine he comes right up to Nacho. Like my knee. Yeah, he's like, well, he's up to like my knee for sure. <laughs> I am very cute. You're a very cute rat. <laughs> yeah, like sort of like, like put my my hand on Nacho, like to steady him, let him know it's cool. Should we check the board, guys? Are you, I'm I'm free today for uh, any kind of adventuring that we need to do. I cleared my schedule. Do you want to check the board? See what we got. Yeah. All right. 
So um, I, I just saunter over uh, to the board and I check it out. What do we see? And we got anything? There's a flyer that's been on there for a really long time that says lost kitten, no reward. Uh, you see that there is a new flyer that says uh, level 20 adventure, uh, slay the dragon in uh, Mishuin. And that's really it. It's looking very sparse today. Maybe maybe Nulasag might might have some 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 new flyers. Well, I'll be the first to say this looks pretty drab if I do say so myself. I you know, I've <laughs> I don't know about you all, but I'm certainly not feeling up to a level twenty adventure at the time being. And uh that kitten statistically is Dunzo. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, that was my thought. That that kitten is uh dinner. Yeah, well, maybe well, maybe we should take this one down, and I like I just like kind of like, take that one off. <laughs> yes, it does feel rather dark, no, no, no. but it also feels like perhaps the right thing to do. Some other people in need could be using that space for a valuable adventure. Although, true, I suppose they would be by now if there was one. Maybe they had a really big flyer, and it wouldn't fit with the kitten one. There we go. Yes, maybe it was a massive flyer, one that would take up the entire board, like a like a like a president's banner in a local high school. That said, level six adventure for Saturday. <laughs> well, maybe Nulasag has one. <laughs> Did not forget his name. <laughs> and Yutung heads up the stairs. Yes, the stairs to the boss's office ah yes the stairs creak under your feet they've been rebuilt many times as you make your way up you see a multitude of doors there are some living arrangements here but at the end of the hall is a large thick oak door with a very fancy ornate brass handle and knocker i knock (laughs) all right inside you hear yes yeah what do you want who is it well, howdy, Nulisag. I will remember your name. Howdy, Nulisag. <laughs> it's Yutun. Yutun? Why are you here? What? What do you want? He opens the door a crack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my friends, Rolo and Meerkat and I were wondering if you have any jobs for us. I, I don't think so. Go find your own adventure. You're adventurers. Why do we always have to have job flyers? Go explore the city. Get out there and do something fun. The door slams shut. Well, you heard it, folks. We've got a day off. <laughs> Let's go to the beach. <clears throat> Let's go to the beach. <laughs> All right. Do you, do the rest of you accompany uh, you two to the beach? Oh well, this sounds fun. I will absolutely go to the beach. It's been it's been so ever long. I'm not much of a swimmer, but I do like to sit beside the beach. I'll go if it's if there's some shallow areas. Yeah, I'll check it out. My copy bar is love to swim, so Nacho will love it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You Beautiful. You two, pres- you must lead the way. I do not know how to get to the coastline, for I spend most of my days in the city. Mmm. History check. Do we know how to find the beach? Because I, I feel like Yutung is fairly new here. Yeah, she's been in like six episodes. Oh. <laughs> nope, she has no idea where the beach is. Oh! She's like, downhill, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> That's unfortunate. How do you all think you might find the beach? 
Don't we live in a port city? Yes, you do. It's not that far. Could we use our nose? I mean, you could. You want to do a, a, a check for that? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll do a... Um... I think that's a, a survival check. Survive? I will do a survival check. Okay. All right, that is an 18. Well, I'm sure our good friend Yolo here will have a good sense sniffing. I'm going to still here rely on you tunes sensibilities. They seem as though they definitely know the way to the beach. Okay, you got so an I- 18 on your survival check? Yes, I did. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, Meerkat, unfortunately, Yutung has no idea how to get to the beach. But, Rolo, you do definitely get the, a scent of salt air uh, coming from the east. It's this way, guys. Huh? I can smell the salt and the fish. Oh, all right. Well, let's go that way then. Yeah. Perhaps next time, Yutung, we, we could have a more... I'm sure there's another beach over there as well. Dude, she got a three. She's just like, I'm just glad someone knows where it is. But um, is there any chance that Tuna could be riding on the capybara? Tuna, do you want to do you want to ride? Because (laughs) I'm going to mount up here. And if you want to come, I mean, I don't want to get in the way of a relationship here. But, you know, if you want to just for fun. Yeah, the minute the minute the offer was even extended, Tuna leapt from Meerkat's (laughs) shoulders uh, onto onto um nacho correct nacho correct i guess tuna and nacho snacks for the ride here for a good time onwards <laughs> i imagine he's like just standing like right in front of where i would sit and just like pointing his finger with his hand on his hip <laughs> absolutely oversized t-shirt dangling in the wind Oh, beautiful. It's glorious. Let's go. And I, like, spur on Nacho gently to to trot us off as a capybara does, majestically. <laughs> Can we clarify? What are Tuna's pronouns? Uh, I don't think Tuna's ever once thought about their pronouns. I think they go by he, him, or they, them, uh, generally. Okay. But I don't think Tuna's been really introduced to gender as Meerkat has not done the, 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 that their own introduction. So I don't think, I don't think it's something they've ever once considered. Okay. I noticed the they, them pronouns before, which is why I was just clarifying there. Okay. So Tuna is mostly non-binary. Yeah. Tuna's very much visually a cross between a Ken doll and Pinocchio from the classic Shrek animated film from 2001. Gotcha. <laughs> Sexy Pinocchio. I was protect, I was picturing just Pinocchio, exactly from Shrek. But all right, so now it's like sexy wooden guy. All right. I don't know why, but my mental image was female. Does he have a? Oh, it's not a polo. It's a T. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, his outfit changes every time based on just the circumstances needed. Okay. Well, and I suppose a T-shirt is appropriate for a beach day. So. Well, well we're going to find out, aren't we? Mm-hmm. There might be a wet t-shirt contest. Awesome. Oh, heaven forbid. Anyways, <laughs> you all are walking and having these conversations, and the beach comes into view ahead of you. You see a long stretch of white sand. The harbor is off to the left. This area is mostly recreational. There's lots of sunbathers and children playing in the water. There's a few lifeguard towers. I'm suspicious of how prepared you are for us to have gone to the beach. <laughs> like That was on the fly. <laughs> Oh, 
It's funny because I'm having deja vu because I think the last time that we played together, you suggested let's go to the beach or someone did. Okay. In real life, I have stood on a beach today. That's how into beaches I am. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. If if it's like your weekend and you're not on a beach, what are you doing? (laughs) Probably having less children and dogs run at you realistically really all right so (laughs) beaches are good places so what are you doing at the beach all right now here is where i come to confess as i have said i am not much of a swimmer i merely just enjoy the atmosphere now that we're here the salty spray in the air the sound of merriment as children run along the beach side and just the air of uh of uh, for what's the word? The luxury, the relaxation. So I'm much happy to do what anyone else would like, so long as it doesn't involve me swimming in the water. Are there any boats? The boats are a few miles off into the harbor. Uh, there's some cool tide pools. Oh, I'll check out a tide pool. Yeah. I'm going to walk over to some rocky tide pool areas. I'm going to see if I can see any uh, cool critters. There are i mean there's lots of stuff there's sea anemones and a sea cucumber a bunch of snails a couple crabs um you do see what looks like a hole in the rock that has a rat peeking out of it interesting <laughs> we're not sure why that lives on the beach hmm it's like the one that you have only oh, smaller no. much smaller and with a pointier face Ooh, like oh. a vole well like a standard rat Cabbie bears oh, okay. are much more rounded than a rat. Snub nose. Yeah, I'll, I agree mm-hmm. with that. I yeah. guess we weren't the only ones to have the idea to come to the beach today. <laughs> uh, I jest. I make myself laugh. Well, I, I, I suppose as long as you don't get in the way, my little rat friend, you're welcome to join us, I suppose. <laughs> he says, and runs down his hole. Hmm? Not for everyone, I suppose. I take off my shoes and I I stand in the surf up to like my ankles. Okay. Um, y- you have an enjoyable, relaxing time. The water feels cool on your skin. Um, although you start to notice a very strange sensation. What kind of sensation? Everybody, do a perception check. Oh, an 11. Uh, uh, a 4. A 16. Mm. So only you, Tung, can sense a strange feeling in the air. And as she she sticks out her tongue and uh, sort of se- senses what's going on, and she realizes there are sugar crystals in the air. <laughs> On the one hand, delightful, and on the other hand, concerning. <laughs> Why would it be concerning? <laughs> Just because I'm the DM and we've done this before? <laughs> oh, oh, Sugartown. No, um, just because, like, the unfamiliar can be fatal sometimes. Like, um, but okay, so I guess as a cow, she's got a pretty wide tongue. And as the owner of a restaurant, she does enjoy delicious flavors. So, and she, I mean, cake decorating is her passion. So, um, yeah, eyes closed, tongue out, doing the cow salt lick thing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just... Like yeah. catching snow, like like arms out, 
camera pans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the rest of you can can sense it, but don't know exactly what it is. You'll have to see if your compatriot uh, fills you in. Wow, the the salty spray today just feels extra magnificent for some reason. It's, it must be just the joy of the children nearby and the people gallivanting along their journey at this coastal location. Blem. Blem. This is the word M-L-E-M. Blem. <laughs> oh, yes. Blem, indeed. Blem. Uh, while this blemling is taking place, uh, Meerkat would like to look around, see if there's anyone, like, like uh, coming together in a singular place. He's scoping out to see, A, if there's anything happening, and B, if he can maybe busk on some sort of, like, boardwalky-esque area. Uh, there isn't a boardwalk here, but you there are a lot of people scattered throughout. Um, but there does seem to be, off to your right, an area that has a sort of sort of cleared of people. <gasps> I found a spot for us to lay down our towels. <laughs> Quick, we must get there for the good real estate before anyone else gets there. Do you have a towel? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I was hoping that maybe someone else brought one. That maybe it's just like a like a sharing situation. Let me check my pack. Um, DM, can I have a towel in my pack? Of course. All right, I have a towel in my in my pack here. And I'm going to cast Maytan and put it, hold the towel with the Maytan and send it ahead so that it gets to the open spot first and no one else can take our, our spot. It like, you know, shakes out the towel, you know, like, like as you would. Nice. Meerkat's running after it as well. Okay. As you run up, <laughs> you hear, whoa, who put this here? <laughs> oh, it was I! It was I that put it... Well, it's not technically I. It was absolutely a friend of mine. Someone who I'm very well acquainted with. Uh, who, who do I have the, sp- uh, the, the, the sensation of speaking to? And he's going to look around, trying to find the source of the voice. As you run up in the middle of the clearing, you see a very strange man. He um, He is very old and has fluffy pink hair in a nice ring around his glabrous crown and he seems to be very old very jolly and is dressed in giant puffy pink robes he says well i'm the cotton candy count who are you oh i'm meerkat the performer and you're here oh Oh, normally I would introduce you to Tuna, but he's having a very fun time uh, hanging out with his new rat friend, Nacha, so we'll have to introduce you later. It's very nice to meet you. Uh, 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 count, is there, is, there, is there a title that you would be best referred to? I'm sorry, I've never met a Count before. Oh, yes, it's Count, but uh, specifically of the cotton candy variety. Uh, are you here for the Gorilla gour- Gourmand Engagement? Uh, uh, yes, 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 we are. Yes, uh, absolutely oh, we are. Perfect. We still have a few openings here. Uh, it is one gold to enter the competition, and this is a very special competition today. We are focusing on the N-word. Ooh, okay. Well, we do have one gold. Uh, that we can do. Now, of, of, of course, I mean, we've we've... Clearly, we booked our, our our spot in this competition ahead of time, but uh, but but uh, somehow the the rules the, the the rules may have got lost. I just don't know. So um, if there's as 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 my compatriots come fa- file in, uh, come along, come along, and he's gonna kind of like gesture back. 
Oh, I, I'm, I'm riding up on Nacho right now, and um, <laughs> and, and Tuna is with us. <laughs> I stop licking the air, and I'm like. Yo, the air is candy. Way behind the times. Just well, <laughs> yes, that's me. He wafts his sleeves towards you, and a, a, a gentle spray of pink crystals seem to fly out into the air. Oh, man. Uh, you ever seen cows just follow you around because you have food? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't quite like how she's looking at me. I'm just going to back up a little bit here. <laughs> all right. I'm not going right. to lick you. <laughs> take your places. Take your places. What are we doing? Who are you? You look very strange. Well, this is the Garula Gourmand engagement. But like I said, it's not like our normal ones. We're focusing on the N word today. Which word is that? That's the nice word. The really bad one. Oh. Uh-oh. Nutrition. Oh, I thought you were going to say natto. <laughs> no. Today, we have to make nutritious meals for our child uh, judges right over here. Where, oh, where, where are these children that you're referring to? I do not see any. On the side of this clearing, you see that there are five children lined up at a table. Oh, oh. All right. Well, I suppose we must feed them. Yes. I. I, I mean, as, as I obviously knew, as I, as for, you know, I. I think you're explaining this to our good friends here. As I obviously, I already know the rules for this. Is I pre-registered. Well, here you're the last ones here, so let's just go through all the rules. So. You are going to be making three courses, appetizers, mains, and dessert. You have to use the secret healthy ingredient uh you can use whatever skills you would like although you cannot repeat skills throughout this challenge and you must describe exactly how you are going to make this healthy food for our children that they will enjoy but for any unhealthy ingredients as deemed by me that you incorporate <laughs> you will get a minus one on your skill roll Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, I expect to see pancakes made out of flax seeds. I expect to see egg substitutes and flour substitutes and all kinds of fake sugars and whatnot. I don't know. But buckle up. We can do this. I got this in the bag, guys. Oh, beautiful. Because I'm mostly just kind of the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. On the left here, you'll see our prizes. Inside of these boxes, and you'll see that there are five boxes along the left side on pedestals. Each contains a rare, mat whale, an uncommon magical item available as prizes for this this competition. So do your best and keep uh, keep in mind I'm keeping an eye on you. And as he says this, he fingers the flashing golden monocle that gleams with a sparkling power attached to his face. Hmm. Five boxes. That must be where the five children came from. <laughs> oh, this contest is grave indeed. For our first challenge, you must make a child-friendly, healthy appetizer 
which contains and highlights the ingredient of spinach. Hmm. We can do this. Are we going to roll initiative or like what order do we go in? You can go in whatever order you like. Oh, well, first is an advantage. So Yutung steps up. Being a cow person, she's quite a fan of greens and grasses. And she knows that it's delicious to make spinach spanakopita, a tiny appetizer using puff pastry. But um, that's not very healthy. So <laughs> I see. I see. May, I, may I interject, Yutung? Yeah. So what if we just gave them spinach, but we used magic to make it taste good like prestidigitation i can just cast a spell on it and make it taste like chocolate let's use prestidigitation to make the spinach taste like chocolate sundaes ice cream sundaes but warm and with the consistency of spinach Mm. all right i kind of want to eat that (laughs) so are we all working together to make one dish then no, you are all three working. Ag- you're competing for prizes against each other. Oh, oh dear. I mean, oh, oh, I thought we were a team competing against another team. I mean, of course, I knew that the whole time. But uh, oh, dear, this this news, while not new to me, does strike me with a sudden fear. Hmm. So, so you're saying that if I sandbag for everybody, they're more likely to win. Maybe. I don't want you to rob me of a good win by by throwing the match. That that is uh bad for <laughs> sportsmanship. I I cast the gauntlet down at you and I say, I will cook your what are you wearing? Uh traveler's clothes. I will cook your traveler's clothes off in a <laughs> non sexual way. Okay. Completely All platonic right. and in the spirit of sportsmanlike competition. I mean, she's an adult. It could be a sexual way if you want. No, I don't. I do not want it to be that way. For okay. we are co-workers, and that would be inappropriate. Human resources has spoken to me before. Yes, that always <laughs> stops us. Mm, yes, mm. <laughs> I throw on my glove, my traveling glove, like driving gloves, you know? And I say, challenge accepted, and then we both have two gloves on the ground, like... <laughs> I use I use mage hand to pick up my glove. <laughs> I just bend over, and I and I don't bend over because that's I don't want to show like I, I make a face. Just kidding. But it would be so easy for you. That's oh, true. Wow, short person joke. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tuna, get out of Nacho and huddle close. It seems as though we must be we must be together for this challenge. And uh, Meerkat's gonna like lean down and kind of huddle up with tuna and says, "Okay, look, we're out of our depth. The best we can hope for is fifth place. So why don't we just try to coast as much as we can, and we can come out of this with one of those boxes these children arrived in? How does that sound?" <laughs> Yes, I mean, I do not eat, so I don't know how helpful I am going to be in this endeavor, but I uh, I will be very supportive of both you and... And Tuna looks back to Nacho. And, and just you, and nobody else. No new friends who I find very fun and tanging to be around. I'm like, I, I say, Nacho, stop it. He's eating all of our main ingredient. He's like, he's trying to eat the spinach. I'm like, stop it, buddy. We can't right now. Later. 
All right. So who would like to go first with their skill challenge? I guess me, question mark? Because, all right, I'm just yep. going with it. Go for it. Okay, so uh, I'm playing a warlock this time, which means I have an entirely different skill set that I'm used to. And apparently, I only have two things I'm good at. <laughs> Eldritch like, Blast and... Yeah. <laughs> Seems like I just Eldritch Blast every time. And I have I Eldritch skills. Blast the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is different. Um, so I one of them... Seems like it could come in handy here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to trick these children into thinking that this spinach is healthy and, well, it is healthy, is delicious by steaming it and then arranging it into fun animal shapes. And I'm going to use deception to make them totally forget that it is just spinach and there are no other ingredients. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead and roll. Wow. A seven added onto a two is still a nine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you got a nine for this one. No minus ones. So, all right. You got a nine. All right. Rolo, you next? Sure. Um, first, I cast Enhance Ability on myself. Sure. And I take um, Fox's Cunning and, or, uh, uh, yeah, which gives me advantage Oh, I'm sorry, not Fox's Cunning. It's, uh... What level spell is that? The one that gives me... It's a, it's a um, third level spell? Wow, you're burning a, a third no. level spell on the skill challenge. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a, it's a second level spell. I apologize, it is a second level spell. Well, you know you're going to have to roll on the wild magic chart. That's fine, let's do it. All right, so... <laughs> We're gonna uh, so that's gonna give me the charisma enhancing ability. I forget which one it is, but all right. So I'm going to roll my d100, and I get a sixty. And a sixty on the magic table is you regain your lowest expended spell slot. Nice, oh. I get my spell slot. That is a fantastic thing. Thank you, Wild Magic. You are great. All right. Um. Eagle Splendor, that's what it's called. Sorry, I looked it up. So if Eagle Splendor, I have advantage on that. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to mix, I'm gonna I'm gonna finally chop the spinach up. I'm gonna mix it in with low fat, low non-fat um cottage cheese or yogurt, yogurt, and uh, just plain yogurt, and then I'm going to use persuasion to um convince them that it is delicious. And I have advantage on this roll, so let's see. First, I'm going to roll uh, terrible. And so then I will roll, ah, all right, a 24 on that one. And I will uh, pass my turn. All right, 24 extra points for actual, well, not actual points, but good job making a kind of dish. Okay. All right, think, think, think. Okay, spinach, kids, Kids don't like spinach, so we have to get them to eat the spinach. Oh, what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Oh, uh, Meerkat's going to look look around for inspiration as his other two compatriots are cooking these very well done meals, and he's just looking at this limp spinach in front of him. Uh, oh, oh, oh! The tide pool! Quick, tuna! Go get that crab! <laughs> <gasps> Smart. Tuna's gonna go grab grab the little crab from earlier uh, and bring it back to this bowl of spinach. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know how to prepare this. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Crab. And uh, the, gonna take the shell off the crab. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you had a marvelous life ahead of you. I will try to respect you in my own life. And, uh, like, just try to litter the crab meat along, along the spinach. Uh, <laughs> and then look up and realize everyone is looking at them because it is their turn. Now, oh, oh. Uh, crab! <laughs> and just, like, loosely present, like, a bowl of just loose spinach with some, like, half, half-assed half crab meat atop it. Uh, oh, 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 just one moment, the seasoning! And then just get a little bit of salt water and just kind of, like, splash it on top. It's for the dressing! And then present this... You know that this, uh, this cooking challenge does include, like, any ingredient you could think of is here. Oh, Oh, whoa. Oh, I did not see that table beforehand. Oh, okay. Go gush. They already had crab that's actually cooked. Yeah, I was going to say, did you know that that was raw? Oh, well, this it's it's this is a more this is a more of nature take for nutrition. You know, nutrition comes from the earth. Okay. Crab tartar. I'm drawing my inspiration from the earth. Shoot, I did not realize that we actually had the ingredients. So it's it's crab tartare. <laughs> okay. I feel like if there's a check for that, it's probably nature. <laughs> sure. Which, uh, I mean, it's whatever I get on this here. Uh, it's a 10. Okay. Did you have, do you have an advantage or anything or like a plus to that? Nope. Nope. Just a 10. Okay. Meerkat was not thinking very, very well on this. This is a panic induced decision. All right, the three of you bring, and there's there's five other competitors, and everyone brings up their dishes. Uh, go ahead and, in order, place your dishes in front of the judges and see what their reaction is. You two, you went first. Bon appetit, and I put the plate down. Oh, um, I don't know about this. We can we can see this is just spinach. Yeah, and this folding isn't even that great. I don't I don't know what she's thinking. They push it away. She's super polite cuz she works like in the hospitality industry, so she picks up the plate and smiles and like leaves, but like you know how waiters have like a secret language, so she just like she, there's one finger in particular that's holding the plate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's just waiters who know that sign. I feel like that's... <laughs> it's subtle. <laughs> okay. All right, Rolo, go ahead. Hey, kids. I, ro- I roll up on, on Rolo because I'm totally getting cool animal points. I'm like, hey, guys. Or on Nacho, excuse me. Me and Nacho made some spinach yogurt ice cream for you. And I think you're going to really love it. And it's going to, I know it's going to finish in it, but I think you're going to really enjoy this. Uh, and, and Nacho helped. So here you go, guys. And you can pat him later. And I like wink at them. Okay. Yeah. I, I, this is, I mean, it's different, but I'll try it. It was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Kids. And Meerkat. Uh, Meerkat kind of follows up like, uh, hey, kids. <laughs> Uh, I've got this loose bowl of spinach. Uh, it might be good to follow up the ice cream with, or maybe before. Actually, hold on just a moment. And he puts down the bowl of, of spinach in front of one of the kids with some crab in it and takes like a little finger and dips it into the spinach ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> the kids go, 
Oh my god, dude, we saw you kill that crab. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a vegetarian now. Well, you know what? Probably better for the larger ecosystem as a whole. Overfishing is a problem that seldom is addressed. Yeah, gag me with a spoon. Okay, next. <gasps> wow. So it's crab murdering. <laughs> Uh, so that was the first round. Uh, I think we have a clear winner in this round. Okay. Um, King Candy takes the microphone again and says, well, that was certainly, um, interesting. Very entertaining. So the next, uh, course is the main course. You need to make an entree for our child judges and it must feature and highlight lima beans. Okay, all right, all right. This time, no screwing around, Meerkat. You're going to get this. You know that there's a table with food you can use now, and you don't have to just pick up detritus from the beach. (sighs) Are you going first then, Meerkat? (laughs) Yes, Meerkat's going first this time. (laughs) What would you like to make? All right, let's think. Lima beans. Kids, what do kids like the most? Kids like... Driving cars and carts and such. All right, so if we just make something that the kids can play with, like a cart, perhaps, or some other toy, then maybe they'll enjoy eating it along the way. All right, let's get this together. Um... Meerkat's gonna take a big handful of lima beans from the communal cart and then start using, um... And then, and then, and then, give a handful of carrots to Tuna. Says, Tuna, I need you to trim down these carrots so that you can spire them to a point, so that we can link lima beans together like a set of toys with little sticks connecting them. Oh yeah, okay, that sounds top. good. Yes, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. Someone's out there. I was going to do oh, Tuna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and, and uh, Meerkat and Tuna together make a. It's a like a cart with two little horses attached to it, and the horses are made out of. Um, they get these like little rolls uh, that almost look like wheels attached to them that act as the horse's feet and they, a celery stick uh, that extends uh, outside of the rolls to almost look like a little horse pulling a carriage that is made up of lima beans connected together with little carrot sticks together. Um, what skill are you using for this? <laughs> so, uh, Meerkat is going to grab a hold of this plate and then duck down on the ground so that he is able to uh, hide himself from the from view of the table so that um, the kids cannot see him approaching with this with this car and that or with this little cart and uh, and suddenly he is going to lift the cart up on a plate and go vroom vroom what was that did anyone hear that oh I'm just a child I didn't hear that no Vroom, vroom. I hear it again. I am another child. Oh, no, I don't know where that's coming from. Vroom, vroom. I am a cart, and I'm driving very fast, and I'm driving with this cart. Cart going vroom, 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 vroom. I am a cart, and kids love to play with me. Eat me, eat me. I am food for you. Bah! And he's going to jump out. Here's the lima bean car for everyone to play with. Remember, playing much more important than eating. And he is going to be using performance for that one. Yeah, I thought he might. Um, (laughs) uh, That is a 24. Okay. Yeah, the kids eat it up. They love it. 
Thank Yay! you. Yay! Oh my god, that was so fun! Yes. I get Seville! Most improved <laughs> contestant! <laughs> Agreed. Who's next? I'll go. Alright. I... I take some lima beans and I smash, I remove all the skins, I, sm- I mush them up into a paste, and then I stuff the paste inside of, like, uh, sausage tubing, and I make a, like, lima bean-filled hot dog in a lettuce wrap with um, air-fried french fries on, like, so the, a classic, a take on a classic American dish, or Nicomoyan dish. And right, and um, I cast prestidigitation on it to make it taste like a real hot dog and good French fries, not that air pop baloney. And I use deception because I'm I'm trying to deceive the kids. So I got a uh, well, that was a one, and I would assume that this is still within an hour. Sure. Okay, so I will roll again on uh, and get advantage, but I will do worse. So we'll go with a 22. Okay. Very deceptive. Yes. They are They are completely bamboozled by this. They don't realize that this is the lima bean challenge. They just eat your hot dog and they think it's great. Lima dog? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> lima foo hot dog. Yeah, so they, they, they ate it up. They loved it. You tongue, you next. All right, so the secret to this is nutrition, the the nutrition word. So I am going to get the the most expensive blender I've ever seen because this is a cooking show and they've got way better tools than I do. And I'm going to take my pre-soaked lima beans and blender them up. And I'm going to add other things that I think the judge will give me a bonus point for. <laughs> like... Um, the world's highest vitamin C fruit, whatever that is. And, um, like maybe some vegetable that has a whole bunch of vitamin A and (laughs) possibly some peanut butter for some, you know, satisfying fats (gasps) and the lima bean has protein and we're going to add some artificial sweetener. So that there's no additional calories. And overall, the smoothie is going to taste pretty good, even though there's lima beans in it. I'm going to strain it, of course, so you won't see the lima bean skin. Because when you put, like, apples and ginger and oranges and lima beans, maybe some fish oil and peanut butter together, I bet it's pretty tasty. So This is sounding a lot like turmeric pancakes. <laughs> oh. Um. But go okay, for well, it. Uh, so YouTube does all this, and she's like, "Bon appetit!" again, because that's what's your role. Oh right, yeah, this is a skill challenge. This is a skill challenge, yeah. I rolled another two, so that's another nine. But this time in persuasion. How good to have burned both of my only skills on twos. Okay. Uh, yeah. The the I'm sorry. The the children <laughs> take a look at it and go. I, I thought this was supposed to be the entree entry. Um, but, uh, okay, this is something my mom would drink. Uh, they don't That's right, like kids. It. <laughs> mom food. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, 
the count takes the mic again and says, well, that was exciting. Time for our last round, dessert. So you all need to make tasty desserts for our child judges that highlight grapefruit, the lowest sugar fruit available. Does anyone else find it odd that Count Cotton Candy is running a nutritional challenge? Hmm. Did you say that out loud? I just sort of like, like, like under my breath to, to like Nacho. Like I kind of just am like, you know, in my own thoughts, like talking to myself, not, not to anyone in particular. Hmm. <laughs> well, I suppose, you know, it's good to get out of your comfort zone. You know, I assume that in order to be distant from nutrition, as some candies are wont to be, you have to know nutrition. You need to know the thing you are distant from. And perhaps these are children under the Count's implore who are just looking for the nutrition that they do not get in their everyday lives. They may be outsourcing to us under the gaze of a competition. And who are we to get to the way of these children and their nutritional needs? (laughs) The Count pipes in and says... Yes, and the network. They do have some requirements. Oh, you don't have to tell me. I've had one or two interactions there. Well, I know that if I was made out of candy, I would encourage people to eat vegetables, too. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I want to say while this is happening, uh, Tuna has wandered over to Nacho and is like, you know, I am just... This this is not as fun as if we were all doing it together. I thought this would be like maybe like a group project so that our new friendship could be blossoming while we are making some fun little meals for the children. But now it just seems to be tearing this family apart. We are competing against each other. Zippy boppy, zippy boppy. I just don't know how I, if I can do this final challenge. Tuna, you're such a sweetie. I give you some smoothie. Oh, I mean, there's there's definitely lima bean here, but it's so good. It's it, it's definitely like like a nine kind of smoothie. I don't know. What do you think, Nacho? And I'm gonna offer some to Nacho. Oh, uh, so Nacho, so Nacho loves tuna like so not not just the fish, but like so much, and is like just kind of nuzzling him and snuggling him. And when he gets the smoothie, he definitely he, he starts tentatively sipping it at first but because he is a big rat and likes that kind of stuff he's down he drinks the whole smoothie down Ooh. oh nacho and then he he like kind of he gets a little sleepy after the the, the big because it's heavy and it sounds pretty heavy with all that stuff in it so he um he like is kind of like oh, you want to go take a nap and like you know roll up curl up to tuna Oh, little Nacho. And then Tuna's going to, like, pet pet Nacho's head. Yes, you will sleep now. Maybe perhaps when you awaken, we will be back to our normal, our team-centered, family-oriented self. For now, I, we must watch as these three compete to give these children the vitamins they are clearly not having. All right, so who's going first for the last skill challenge? I, I think will... Rolo. I think Rolo is going. Tuna is going to yell. All right, <laughs> Rolo is going to rock one. All right. So, Rolo has been doing very well so far. We're going to try. Um, so Rolo is going to. Um, let's see. Can I change this? No, until the specs on. Okay. Um, so Rolo is going to attempt to use some of the 
skills he learned in the wilderness to use his survival skills to take what might not be like the most wonderful things in the world and to make something delicious. And he's going to take the grapefruit, squeeze the grapefruit. Uh, I'm then Rolo is going to take it and put it in the blast chiller because he's not stupid. He's not going to use the freezer because he knows that's not going to work in time. So he puts it in the blast chiller and makes, um, lollipops or um, uh, popsicles out of the juice. Then he rolls those in stevia. So it has like a cool little outside and gives those to the kids and he rolls his survival check and we'll see how this does. Oh, he rolled an eight. So they were probably not good. Uh, any, any bonuses to that? No, that was a four plus a four. So, okay. So 12 total. No, no, no. Eight. Oh, Okay. Yeah, all right low. yeah they don't they don't like those as much they try them uh just because they, they have a lot of faith in, in, in your previous dishes but they uh they spit them out can't win them all kids sorry all right uh you tongue having rolled two twos at this point she has picked at spinach that was like steamed and put in the shape of animals and she's sipped at a really not so great bean smoothie so at this point, she's like, there's a lot of food here. I'm just going to make some for myself <laughs> and my friends. So she takes out of the fridge where they have been chilling for two hours a um, a tray of like lemon bars, but with grapefruit. She combined one and a half cup sugar, a quarter cup flour, four large eggs, one tablespoon grapefruit zest, one cup grapefruit juice, and combined all that and baked it on a shortbread crust. And let it chill for two hours and has genuinely made delicious, like, lemon bars, but they're pink. And they're tangy, they're custardy, uh, and she's just going to eat them because she's here. Like, you let me near a kitchen, I'm going <laughs> to eat some food. Technically, sure, I'll put one down. I'll be like, bon appetit to these horrible children. <laughs> but I'm mostly going to give one to Meerkat and Rolo <laughs> if they want some tuna and nacho as well. Yes. What skill did you use to make these? Uh, I literally have no other skills. Um, after my sevens in deception and persuasion, uh, the next ones are intimidation at a four, just because I'm a warlock. <laughs> so I set down the tray quite forcefully, as I say, bon appetit, and with my natural one on the dice for crying out loud, it is a five. <laughs> uh, well, you have a one on the dice and you have a plus four, so that's a five. But minus four because of four unhealthy ingredients that were used. <laughs> so you get a one on these. That's right. These are for me. <laughs> and my friends. But children love them. This They're like, it's not healthy. A score is terrible. But my God, they're good. <laughs> also, I really want to try grapefruit like bars now that I've heard of them. Because I think that would be delicious. Lemon bars are good. I just... Like, I'm making this now. This is happening. Oh, lemon bars are so good. Oh, yeah. Key lime bars are delicious. I love key lime. Ah, key lime bars. You know, I gotta make some more desserts in my life. Yeah. Okay. I could eat a swimming pool of key lime filling. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's going on my to-do list. (laughs) Swimming pool, key lime filling. (laughs) I will send you my address and you can mail me some key lime pie. (laughs) All right, last up for this skill challenge, we have Meerkat and Tuna. 
All right. Now, what are the ages of these children? Is it evident from, like, looking at them? Approximately 10. Approximately 10. Okay. Very cool. Meerkat is going to start, first off, peeling a full grapefruit and then taking the pith off of the grapefruit so that you can just get the, like, the like the actual fruits themselves minus the kind of like uh, membrane casing on top of them. It's laborious and it takes about twenty minutes to do a full grapefruit, but it's well worth it. Then takes a little bit of flaxseed and a little bit of brown sugar, like a combination of the two, and grills them on the stove for about thirty seconds each. While this is happening, he is also taking green grapes and uh, blast-freezing them as well, just as Rolo is getting their work out of the blast-freezer, as well as getting little circles of Parmesan cheese and uh, putting them in the oven for about 25 minutes at 400 degrees so that he comes out with a little snack plate of uh, of seared grapefruit that has a little bit of bunch with the flaxseed, but then also a little bit of sugar with the uh, brown sugar. These little circular, like, potato trip crisps with Parmesan cheese instead of potatoes so that you have low-lactose treats that are heavy on the salt but light on, like, any of the fats. And these little frozen grapes. And he's going to present them to the children and says... Well, today I have a very nice treat for all of you all. This is this is what I like to call like an adult snack platter. This is very much you get to choose and pick your own mix with, and this is very important, the grapefruit acting as some, some of a palate cleanser. Uh, oh, oh, actually, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, this is like an adult snack plate. I don't know if your palates might be here yet. This is something that, like, adults seem to like to use. I don't know if you kids are maybe mature enough to have it yet, although some of you do look like you might be mature enough to enjoy such an adult snack platter like this. I'm sure you would en- I sure you would uh, give it a try at least to see what, you know, see if you maybe have a more adult palate, because you all look quite mature. And this is a persuasion check to try to... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll. Kids on the train with this uh, adult. No, 19. All right, so we'll knock that down to an 18 because of brown the brown sugar. sugar. Yep. Okay. Uh, the count comes back and well that was certainly fun and uh, it might not be our best ratings show nutrition and all but the network will be happy let's line up everybody and total up the scores (laughs) all right well in first place we have Rolo yay thanks kids yay and I like wave from (laughs) on top of Nacho in second place we have Jenny Ann and Yay, good job. In third place, we have uh, Meerkat and Tuna. Oh, much better than fifth place. (laughs) Don't rub it in. (laughs) Well, I think it's time. So, uh, uh, Rolo, you are first. Would you like to go ahead and step up and choose a box? Oh, uh, so we're doing like a blind choice? Yeah, that, that sounds good. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I um. Are there any differences between any of the boxes, or are they all just exactly the same? They are completely the same. They are uh, they are small red boxes with a black bow tied around each one. Okay. Um. I will take. Are they in a row, like left to right? Yep. All right. I will take box. I'll take the first box. All right. 
Inside, you see a small canister with a frosting knife. There is a card that reads Magic Frosting. We have 20 square feet worth. You can make any non-magical object. Be careful, though. This will go stale and expire within the next 24 hours. Cool. All right. Next up, we have Jenny Ann. Jenny, where are you? A human girl starts to walk towards the stage, but suddenly... The ground erupts with rats like the one that you saw before. They course over the ground, skipping over the food entirely. You're all shocked. And they... (laughs) No, I saw my food. (laughs) (laughs) And they course up the pedestals and make off with the other four red boxes before anyone can, uh, can stop them. Now we start the group skill challenge. Stop the rats. Oh, I was going to say, can I fireball the rats? You can do whatever you want. Range. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I would probably burn up the gifts, too. Oh, I am so sorry, Jenny Ann. This feels like it was going to be very big for you. I know, I know, I would tell. And Tuna's just comfortably patting the back of her calf. Yeah, I'm going to fireball the rats. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Please make a dexterity saving throw. Everyone in a 20-foot radius. Uh, Where exactly? You, like, there's a lot of rats around with different boxes. It's 40 feet in diameter, so it should be able to get all of the boxes and all of the rats. Uh, No, they, they've all scattered. They're all really in different areas. You're only okay. going to be able to hit one. But I assume you want to hit one that doesn't have people within 40 feet. Uh, No, never mind. I don't care. If they're all scattering before I have a chance to react, then I'm just like, wow, those rats are fast. I respect them. They're extremely fast. Yeah. I I cast Mage Hand and see if I can pick up one of the boxes. Okay. Are we doing an Arcana check? Uh, I can do that if you would like. It is a skill challenge. Oh, ah, that's right. It is a skill challenge. So I will... Sorry, I forgot about that. I will go ahead and cast... Or look at Arcana. And I got a natural 20. Natural 20. You easily pluck one of the boxes away from those rats. As you do, the rest of them... That was was a really good skill challenge. Okay, well... (laughs) The rest of them scatter down into the hole that they came out of. It's a very small hole, about six inches across. Those rats! Those rats! They just dragged all of the presents into that hole! Oh, good gosh. All right. Well, let's go Let's go take a look over there. The Count comes up behind you, clutching his face. There are scratch marks, and you notice that his monocle is missing. Oh, oh my good friend, I can't imagine this is going to be great with the network. Well, no, screw the network! They they stole the monocle that was borrowed. It's a very powerful magical artifact. You have to get it back. Uh, keep the rest of the prizes, but go, go. I know you're adventurers. Get that back for me. I'll pay you handsomely, I promise. Now, what does the monocle do? Just so that we know what the rats are going to try to combat it with it, obviously. They seem to have a very keen, arcanic mind. Well, it, 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 it re- reveals the truth of things. We use it to prevent mm. cheating on the show, but it's not mine. Okay, doesn't seem vague at all. That sounds perfect. All right, well, Count, we are going to get these gifts back. We are going to get your monocle back. And 
we are going to reconvene as a trio along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Friendship. <laughs> All right. So, the three of you are, well, I guess five of you, actually, are sitting around at the beach looking at a small hole that goes down. Uh, you can see that part of it is sand, but it does quickly become rock. It's a six-inch hole, and you have to figure out how to get in there. Ooh, I have an idea. Can I use shape water to try to put water from the beach into the hole and expand it? You can try. Okay, I will try to do that. Are we still in the skill check phase, or is that... Uh, no, actually, that's a cantrip. It doesn't really have a... So uh, so you try, the water comes through, you, you scour away the sand, but like I said, shortly underneath the sand is uh, bedrock, and your shape water does not drill through that. Okay. Hmm. Well, you could still flood it, right? Like rats breathe air? That's not proven. <laughs> um, okay, no. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll try to flood with um, the, you know, I'll make like a column and I'll push it through the hole so it stays all in one like long line in the hole as much as it can. It disappears down the hole and it just keeps going and going and going. Flush that idea. All right. The DM seems not to like that idea. I guess we could put as much water from the ocean as we want into the hole and it would not work. That's what it sounds like. Hmm. Seems like it's a very extensive warrant in there. Yeah. Perhaps the hole is going into the ocean and that's why the water fed from the ocean does not seem to have an effect here. Unfortunately, none of my spells are going to be remotely helpful in this circumstance. Uh... Is there such a thing as a non-magical um, shrink ray? Well, there's the magic version. Oh, well, I was thinking I could make it with frosting. I could guess I could make a non-magical excavator. <laughs> trying to expand the hole, because I feel like we need to chase the rats, but we're very large. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Uh, like I said, that's, that's solid bedrock. Unless you get... Uh, a transfiguration wizard up in here. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, there might be. So, it, so let me get this straight. We're trying to get into this hole so that we can chase these rats a little further, but there seems to be some bedrock in our way. Yes, Ooh, you guys are just too big to fit in that hole. We are too big to fit in this hole. Well, let me see if there's a if there's a song that we could perhaps sing that might help us get in further. Uh, as a as a College of Creation bard, I can, as an action, channel the magic of the Song of Creation to create one non-magical item of my choice. Uh, I want to produce whatever the fantasy equivalent of a jackhammer is <laughs> to get through this bedrock. Sure. A fantasy hammer? All right. Yes. You you do so. You summon a uh, a large, uh, muscly um, construct with a club in hand. We're gonna go through this bed. Ba-da-da-da. Rock. 
Keep going, drilling. Get us through that old thing stock, and we got bed. Rock. Gonna catch these rats and all the magic items they have in stock. That's the song. Oh, that was good. Uh, do you have a role for that? Um, nope. It's just it's just an aspect of my college. Gotcha. All right. Well, you have made yourself a. Uh, an automaton construct with a big battering ram club. Beautiful. Size large for all those for all those rules lawyers out there. Hmm. Ooh, I have a question. Yes. What is in the box that I retrieved? Ah, open it and see. I open it and see. It contains a scroll of reduce and large. <laughs> ah. Okay, good thing that we looked in here because my next plan was to use the frosting to make dynamite. <laughs> the fantasy equivalent of... No, I'm sorry. Uh, Rolo, you need to quiet down for a moment. I need to keep singing my song to break through this bedrock. We don't have any other options. Ooh. All right. So wait, though, because I have a scroll of reduce and enlarge, which I think I will. we could cast on all of us, including your jackhammer buddy, who... Can can come with us. What's his name? Theo. <laughs> hey Theo, um, we're gonna go on a quick adventure, and since you're of questionable consciousness, we're gonna take you with us. Okay. Duh, okay, boss. All right. Good. I like this guy. Um. So I read from the scroll. Uh, is that okay with everybody? I want consent to um shrink us all. Sure. Meerkat is still singing. You're just going to have to roll with that punch. All right. So um, he's good. Um, you, Tongue, are, are you down to get down? Yeah. I'm worried about the size of the rats beforehand. So I kind of want to fireball down the hole while I'm still big and then like have cooked rat encounters instead of person sized beast encounters. <laughs> you can try. Uh, all right. Well, d- can do it. I mean, he did say it is an extensive warren because I tried to drown them and that didn't seem to work. I don't want you to build to to you know burn a burn a slot there. Well, thankfully, I have unlimited eldritch blasts, so just like give me like one minute. Oh yeah, fire <laughs> fireball away, girlfriend. You do you. <laughs> okay, so I have a one hundred and twenty foot range eldritch blast. The thing about this is that it's going to bounce off the walls until it pummels a soft body. So I get two beams at 1d10 plus my charisma modifier. Uh, So that is an average of nine damage twice per six seconds over 60 seconds, which is 18 times 10 is 180 damage. So just like boo, 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 180 damage. Uh, Okay. Hopefully that took out some rats. I don't know. Okay. If I did my math right, I don't know. Whatever, some amount of damage went down the hole. All right, yeah, let's get smaller. Maybe we'll encounter fewer. <laughs> yes, let's get small. All right, guys. Is the noise we make when we get small. <laughs> you are suddenly six inches tall. Is my damage output reduced? I just want to Eldritch Blast that rock over there. Relative to your previous size, yes. No. No. Relative to other things this size, no. Great. Uh, which means that the children who were listening to Meerkat's song now just hear, Mind that 
But it sounds normal to everyone else relative to our sizes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we got to make sure the science is consistent. All right, are, mm. are, are we are we going to go down? Are we going to jump down? Uh, it looks steep. If it I, is steep, I feel as though a rope. I I mean, okay, I used to have fifty feet of rope in my adventurous kit. However, it has shrunken down with me, so <laughs> I have fifty relative feet of adventurer's rope. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, let's, um, well, this is, is it slippery? It is. Are the rocks smooth or is it like, is it? It's relatively smooth. Okay. So I instantaneously change some water and make it into like a little couch for us to sit on and slide gently down the Warren using shape water. (laughs) Okay. Like I use the water to make like a like a sled, a sled, not a couch, a sled. Gotcha. And does everyone get on the sled? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Come on, guys, let's go. Water sled. Woo! <laughs> you take off down the tunnel. It is very steep. There are a few turns. It's a little bit like a water slide. And at the end of it, it drops off. Suddenly, there's all this water down here, um, and you splash down into a a a pool in a cavern. You can see stalactites and stalagmites and there's a beachy type thing off to the off to the side there. It looks quite extensive. There there's a long way to explore. But on that note, let's take a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joining us this time were Meerkat and Tuna. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Rolo. Hey everybody. And you tongue. Bye, y'all. We'll see you soon. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Yes, that's right. You really can own a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front. Or one of your favorite characters. Welcome back, everyone. We are joined by Meerkat. Hello! Rolo. Greetings, friends. And Yutong. Howdy, y'all. Everyone roll a d20. Oh, that's going to be a fat 20 from over here. Oh, see, everybody else is, well, unless anybody else gets a 20 or a 1. 8. 17. 
All right, so Meerkat, you get to choose who is going to do the recap. Oh, you know what? I think uh, I think we, Rolo is going to be a great recapper to see where we were when we last left off. I was hoping that Tuna... I was hoping Tuna would do the recap because I love the voice. But all right, <laughs> I'll do my best here. Oh, but that's just fine. I mean, if, if you want Tuna to just recap, Tuna's, Tuna's very happy to do it, too. No, I, it's okay. I don't want. I want to respect the choice here. All right, let's go. So, uh, the fire breathing kittens. The three of us were in the guild hall, and we decided to, um, or, or we were, we went to the beach because there was nothing to do in the guild hall. So we decided to take a day off and go to the beach, where we ran into a Count Cotton Candy who was having an impromptu sort of cooking contest, which we joined for reasons, uh, and then uh, we were awarded some prizes and as we were awarded the prizes unfortunately some rats came out of a hole in the ground in the bedrock and tried to steal all the prizes luckily i was able to grab one of them back and uh it, it was a spell that allowed us to shrink ourselves so we're now tiny we have um used a sled made of water to to go down a um like a, a uh, water slide in the rock, kind of like the Goonies, pop out into a pool. And now we are under underground in a stalactite, stalagmite area cave. And uh, that's where we're at. Yeah, there we go. Yes, indeed. You also see the charred corpses of uh, lion-sized <laughs> rats because they are reskinned lions. <laughs> and... Uh, there, there's several of them floating in the pool around you and a couple more washed up on the shore a little bit ahead. What do you do? Good call with the fireball. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's exactly what happened to those. Good call. <laughs> Thank you, Yutung. Tung. Yes, that could have been much, much worse, apparently. All right. Well, let's 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 see what we have ahead of us. Are there any are there any tunnels that we could see, or what? Where are we exactly? You can see several. Right now, you're just paddling in a some water full of corpses. So, I, I'd <laughs> recommend moving out of that water and looking at your options. But that's just me. All right. I I move our water boat over. Oh no, we're in the water boat. Yeah. Oh, are you? You're still in that? That that still exists? I assumed so. Okay. I want to be in the water boat. So yeah, you're in a boat made of water. All right, we're in our water boat, and I I move the water boat over to the shore, and I dispel the water boat. Mm -hmm. You see, there are uh, there are quite a few tunnels leading out of here. Most of them appear to be uh, you know dank rock. Uh, does everyone have dark vision? Uh, absolutely not. Oh, I do not know. No, but I cast light. Ah, okay. So you illuminate the uh, the the cave here, and you see that one of the tunnels seems a little less dank than the others. Um, it seems to have you know summery growth and you know ferns and large tropical leafed plants growing um, from that direction. But the rest of the tunnels all look very much like you would expect. There are seven of them. Is there light in the tunnel with the plants? There does seem to be a little bit of light glimmering from the planty tunnel. Okay. Are the plants like bigger than we are? No, they're uh they're they're 
normal size relative to you to your current size. Yeah. So like if a rat were next to a fern, the rat would be smaller than the fern, right? So like if we're I'm trying to picture this. So they're they're scaled to us, so they they're sh- shrunken. Yeah, they're scaled to you. The the each of the tunnels up seems to be approximately seven feet high. And the plants, I mean, some of them, like the ferns, look like they're about three feet high compared to you. There's some viney plants on the walls. Oh, okay. These rats have picked a very luxurious place to live. And we're six inches high. Yes. Okay. Well, you're three inches high. <laughs> <laughs> bastard um so these are three inch tall ferns yep all right should we go down this tunnel y'all it's got different stuff than all the others maybe we want to investigate around a little bit and see if we find any rat fur going into any of the tunnels that's a great idea Uh uh-huh because we are looking for rats okay i'm gonna go investigate the tunnels in sequence one and I'm going to not do a good job because I rolled a natural one. Uh, you don't <laughs> see anything at all. Sorry. Well, I don't see any fur or tunnels or anything. <laughs> Meerkat, how are you at investigating? It seems like our friend Rolo is not having an easy time of it. Well, I, you know, I'll give it a go. Some would say I have a plus zero to it. But, you know, I think that's just a negative attitude. Although with a five, who's to say? <laughs> You definitely see that there are tunnels. Uh, there are a couple of, of uh, bloody prints, but they go down multiple tunnels. Yeah, we got tunnels. That I can confirm. Well, that's more than I can see. <laughs> oh, look at those things. They are, there are tunnels here. <laughs> yeah, I have a negative one to my investigation, so I'm around Meerkat's five on the dice myself. Okay. Yeah. You don't really notice a whole lot more. There are some bloody footprints that you can see, but like I said, they go they go down multiple tunnels. Okay. Uh, you want to pick one of the... Or, do y'all want to go down a tunnel with bloody footprints, a tunnel without bloody footprints, or a tunnel with tiny ferns? Well, what I'm thinking is that perhaps maybe your fireball lit a blaze to some rats who then uh, started bleeding and went down a tunnel with the bloody footprints accordingly. So maybe we should check out one of the bloody footprint tunnels. Uh, It does seem as though there are multiple ones, so we may have to uh, proverbially flip a coin, so to speak. Agree. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. All right, so out of the three bloody tunnels, which one will you choose? Oh, I think we have to go with the leftmost bloody tunnel. The leftmost bloody tunnel, that certainly works. That's far away from the ferns. Uh, Those are more on the right side of the cavern. Um, All right, so you proceed down the bloody tunnel. Um, The tunnel goes for quite a while. You do reach a fork after about three or four minutes of walking. Um, one of them seems to slope up and one of them seems to slope down. Do we notice any, is there blood on either one of those or both? No, the bloody footprint stopped a while ago. Oh, and there was no rat though? No bodies? Not yet. It's just the bodies that you've seen so far. Interesting. What do you guys think, up or down? Well, if I was injured and staggering, I would hardly want to climb a hill. 
unless my home was up there, and then I would want to climb a hill. Well, golly gee, I don't know. That was that was very well said. You two makes a very good point. <laughs> Bringing us some serious bovine bovine wisdom, and I appreciate it. Let's go down. All right. You go down and you see what appears to be a food storage room. There's no door, so you just walk right in. The tunnel just sort of widens up into a room. Uh, there are multiple stacks of, of different things. There's a couple bags of grain. Um, there are some casks of dried meat, some stored water, um, and a large tray of shiny red apples. Question. Are these normal-sized barrels and casks, or are these rat-sized barrels and casks? They are rat-sized. Oh, I feel really bad about killing these sentient creatures, you guys. I didn't realize they had a society. <laughs> I feel like we're on Fantastic Voyage. Now, this may be a bit of a stretch. I do want to make sure that the food in these casks and barrels is not the same food that we were working up with the Count. Would you like to investigate it? Yes, I'd love to investigate to see. You know, maybe just... To, I would just love to make sure that the network is not at play here. Uh, but with a five... <laughs> Who's to say? Can oh I'm I don't I'm not proficient or I would help you. I mean you could always investigate yourself. Alright, then I will I will try to investigate. And actually no, I I will try to see if I find any insight from these rats having weird uh food stuffs. Usually you would think of rats as just eating whatever. Uh so that's just a seven, so I imagine I'm not super insightful. Uh, seven, you do notice that one of the casks on the side does say, uh, Fairyville Food Stores. Hmm. Uh, well, it doesn't seem to be from the same show. Maybe it's just their food. You know, maybe, maybe we tried to go up instead of down the next, and maybe we trail back up. Seems we found their food storage. Okay, yeah. Uh, Yutung, would you like to investigate before we go? Yes, Yutung, please investigate for us. Uh, I mean, I, I do have a negative one to that. Oh, then I will investigate, as I rolled insight before, and I will I will get an 11. With an 11, you can <laughs> see that three of these apples look a bit different than the others. They have stoppers. I pick up one of the apples with a cork in it. So is it like a glass apple? It is a glass round-bottomed vial uh, with a cork in it with a shimmering red liquid. Um, if I waft the liquid gingerly, am I able to tell what it is? Uh, do a medicine check. Methinks it's medicine. <laughs> uh, 21, natural 20. Oh, you can definitely tell that these are standard health potions. They will recover 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2. Okay. Oh, very good Very good pick. That seems like it would be helpful later. I guess I hope it won't be, but in case it is, good Well, pick. apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yes, I have heard that an apple a day does in fact keep the doctor away. Don't know where I got that, but... <sighs> Alright, well now you guys have three health potions. I'll let you distribute them how you like. Why don't we each take one? Alrighty. Beautiful. And uh, just so we're clear, I know we, we have the 
reduce and large uh, scroll, which by the way, half of it burned away. There's one further use in it. I'm glad we get bigger at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I would let, let you have that. And um, just so we're clear, who has the magic frosting? I have the magic frosting. Okay. All right. Uh, proceed. What would you like to do next? Let's suppose we should head back to the to the crossroads where we made an up and down decision, and rather this mm-hmm. time making our down, we should perhaps make an upward decision. All right. I also have to ask you all, how do we feel about the ethics of killing a bunch of things capable of storing food in barrels and taking their health potions? Like, did we do bad here? I, I've already killed a crab today. So, with your bare hands, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going at like a zero for one situation. Uh, if I get out of here alive, that's that's the preference. It seems they did, um, did commit some crimes before, though. Definitely stealing some, uh, some stuff. So I don't know. I mean, let's let's pre- tread cautiously. But yes, how you know. if you know if they if they try to attack us. Then I would feel much within my right to strike them back. I may not try to strike them unprompted, but, you know, if violence besets me, I may beset violence upon them. That is a great outlook. I agree. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, we are kind of in their house, too, though, so... Yeah, I will try to do arresting... Yeah. And not murdering, if that makes sense. So I'm going to try to, like, detain, immobilize, and uh, what do you call it? Unarm? Disarm. It's my goal. Disarm. I'm going to try to disarm and detain and immobilize my the people that I'm hunting. I think unarm <laughs> would be if you cut off their arms, which would be against no. what you say. So <laughs> no. Yes, highly would not recommend unarming. Let's not unarm them. Let's disarm them. Yes. Right. So do you proceed in the upward tunnel? Yeah, and I like that we're all agreed that we're going to try to like talk to them before... Ki- well, the rats. <sighs> Can anyone speak <laughs> with animals? We're going to try our darndest. Well, if they're sentient, <laughs> they might. maybe they speak common. Yeah, I mean, if you can make a barrel, right? You can probably If you can speak. make a barrel, you can speak common. <laughs> yeah. Um. So... The tunnel slopes upward and then around to the right. Um, it it does have several branch points um, at one point. It splits into an up, a left, and a down. All right. Is anyone drawing a map? I feel like maybe that would have been a smart idea. Good luck. All right, hold on. I'm, I whip out, like, my notebook. And I draw, like, okay, I'm going to draw some map. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch a rat who's not a foe. Because if he doesn't strike, we let them go. Let's go to the right. Let's go down the right tunnel. All right. Har, har, <laughs> I know. Har. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, yes, and. <laughs> yes, yes, and. That was very funny. <laughs> Um, so you go down the right tunnel, you come across a sort of ledge overcropping a meeting room. It's another one of those ones full of ferns, and you see that there are what appear to be summer fairies down there. Do I know what summer fairies are? 
So fairies come in, in the seasonal elements, typically. These ones are... They, they they appear to be your size, approximately. They have what looks like dragonfly wings coming out of them. Tan skin, green hair. Very beautiful. Are we close enough that we could try to eavesdrop? You certainly could. There seem to be smatterings of conversations. There is one of them who seems to be larger than the rest that uh, seems to be commanding everything. He is discussing with a few of his cohorts um, a fireball that recently came down and uh, that some of the rat scourge have been uh, annihilated by it. Hmm, I feel much better. (laughs) Me too. Um, They also talk about the supply of fairy town shipments of food. Do do I know if if um these are like the mischievous fun kind of fairies or like the do horrible things to you kind of a fairy? Would that be an arcana check or are you rolling an insight check? Okay, insight, okay. It could be insight, it could be history. Mm. I'll take I'll take insight for 12, Alex. Insight for 12. <laughs> When you look at the fairies, there seems to be a a strange shimmering around them, but you can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, They just look like fairies to you. Oh, okay. Hmm. Guys, do you think that we should try to sneak a little closer? I can cast invisibility on one of us or me. Well, that would be a awkward way to greet a group of friends. You know, if if they're hospitable and welcoming southern gentlemen and ladies, then maybe we should knock on their door and introduce ourselves. <laughs> I, I must be honest, that doesn't sound like the worst plan at this juncture. All So far, what we've been able to determine is that these rats seem to be in some form of combat with these summer fairies here. And we are trying to retrieve these items from the rats. Perhaps if we just communicate with the fairies effectively, they may help us to retrieve the monocle among the other boxes that these children came delivered into the beach. And we can <laughs> come back to the surface uh, with with items in tow. And fairy friends. And fairy friends. We should tell them that we were the ones who fireballed the oh. the rats because that would probably win us some points. So good call. All right, let's do it. As long as they didn't have any casualties because of it. <laughs> yes, let us tell them that Yutung is the one who is in charge of sending that fireball who graciously burned apart the rat comrades that they had fought against. We could tell them right. that we're rat exterminators. <laughs> We are. <laughs> Magical rat murderers. Exterminators, I mean. Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. So do you, do you really want to introduce yourself by sneaking up invisibly next to them and doing that? Or like knocking on the entrance well, to this room? No, and- like now that oh. you say that, no. I think we could um, we could just kind of ahem from where we are, right? Because we're on a <laughs> on like a, a, a balcony above them. Then if they're yeah. mean, if they're bad and want to kill us, we can duck. I like that. This is so a little best of both worlds. All right, let's let's rock. So can we who wants to ahem to them and and Oh, I would be more than welcome to ahem. Yes, Bard. Or you could send you could send Tuna. <laughs> because he's adorable. Meerkat's already stepping out. <laughs> Attention summer fairies! <laughs> Three brave adventurers have wandered into your domain and would like to make themselves known to your humble 
and gracious company. They are staring at you, slackjawed. Uh, you're gonna have to make some kind of roll for this. What What are you trying to accomplish? Uh, truly, just just getting our names known, so they're looking at us. So we're not. So there's no evidence. I'm like, we're not sneaking up on you. Like we are here, everyone. Presenting all these esteemed troopers. I, of course, am Meerkat. <laughs> the Bardic Warrior. <laughs> we have Yujong, the, the, the magical, mysterious event. And of course, we have Rolo, and most importantly, the companion Nacho. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Rolo, but I think we would all agree that Nacho is the star of the five of us here. Uh, <clears throat> he does sort of hog the spotlight. I feel like this is a performance check. It's probably a performance check, yeah. Yeah, you go hard. Uh, 27. Oh, yes. They, uh, they, their jaws snap up and go, Ah, yes, please come. Yes, please come in. Oh, yes, of course. We will come in and enter right now. Oh, all three of us, come along, come along all. And Meerkat's going to lead the way in, kind of like ushering the group to come follow. How are you proceeding? Now, we're on like a clifftop, correct? We're like kind of like overseeing them a little bit. Exactly. There's like a 10 foot drop. Hmm. I think Meerkat's just going to jump. Is it 10 feet or 10 scale feet? 10 scaled feet. So we have 10 feet of scale rope, so we could co- climb down. You could. Because we have 50 scale feet of rope. Yes. I think Meerkat, feeling the drama of this, is going to try to, like, leap down, like, and make kind of some, like, some, like, acrobatic movement to, like, land Iron Man style. You guys know the rules of D&D better. Is there... Absolute. Is 10 feet big enough to do fall damage? 10 feet is big enough for fall damage, and I think it's 1d10. You certainly can. Unless you do really good on an acrobatics check. That's what I would like to try. If not, I'm totally willing to take the fall damage. Okay, go ahead. 1d6 bludgeoning damage for every 10 feet. Yes, which I will most... Well, I did receive an 8. On On a d6, though. Yes, this was an 8 on my acrobatics check to try to get down in a graceful manner. With an 8, who's to say if I will? Something tells me I won't. Uh, You don't. You failed that. Oh, well. Well, you know... It's, there's always a day to take five bludgeoning damage from a fall. Uh, yeah, it's a 1d6 for every 10 feet. Yes. Yeah, so I, like, oh, oh, well, brush myself off a little bit as I'm, as I take that fall damage. Oh, well, every entrance comes in with a little bit of drama, I suppose. (laughs) They, they, uh, rush over to help you up and brush off your clothing. Oh, thank you, thank you, compatriots. Oh, yes, but I'm feeling more than welcome. Oh, it's how hospitable you all are. I believe we made the right choice when choosing which of the these two parties that seem to be faring with one another to align ourselves with. We ran into some horrible rats earlier who seemed to take all the belongings from our dear friends up on the surface. Yes, the rats. Yeah, let us help you. We... We do not think of people without wings in our tunnels. We apologize. And two of them fly up to grab the other two of you. Oh, absolutely understood. Yay. I don't have to die. Yay. Thanks, fairy buds. So, we know who you are. 
but not why you come. Oh, well, now that is now that while our story may be complex, this is a quite simple part of it. Uh, we are looking for a few magical items that the rats seem to have kidnapped from the surface here. In particular, and of most value to us, there is a golden monocle that is that belongs to a very esteemed count on the surface that we would like to return it to. If we are able to retrieve these other magical items as well, that would be a great boon to us. But have you happened to see any of rats carrying these magical items scurrying about these caverns here? We try to avoid those caverns. The the rats take quite a bit, you see. They they feed on our wings. Gross. That's terrible. <laughs> yes. Many of our children have been captured already. Oh my goodness. Where do the rats come from? They've always been here. Uh, we, we always do our best to stave them off, but it's a continuous struggle. What would the rats if want with could... magic items? Probably taking them to their king. You must be very careful. The king does have magic. Never try to communicate with him. He will ensnare you with mind magic. All right. That's very kind of you for telling us. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah, we'll we'll just stick stick away from that strategy. Yes. We would be most grateful if you could uh, attempt to eradicate some of these rats on your journey. Uh, we'd be happy to help you navigate the, the tunnels in the meantime. Oh, well, that just sounds positively delightful. It sounds like that would be a true win-win for the both of us. And I'm so sorry. Uh, what is your name? I did not ask. Nasagi. Well, hello, Nasagi. Very nice to meet you. Uh, if you would, if you would, if you would guide us through on this tunnel, uh, trying to find the rats here so that we may both reclaimish our magical items that we have lost and help avenge avenge the children that they seem to have been kidnapped from of your party, we would be most obliged. Of course, of course. Uh, in, the, the tunnels are quite easy to navigate. Uh, it, it all works as a warren. Left or right will make no difference. If you are seeking the rats, always go down. If you seek the fairies, always come up. All right. Rats down, fairies up. Left and right, it ain't right. Sounds good. I can remember that. Well, keep in mind, there will be many times you must make a right or left, but it, it will simply make no difference. They will continue to loop in many directions. The only choices that will matter are up and down. Okay. All right. Any any um other tips on, on maybe getting the Rat King uh, out of the picture here? Ah, uh, I'm afraid we don't, uh, we don't know much about him. We, none of us have met him and survived. It's just, like I said, very important. Do not try to communicate. Slay him immediately. Are these summer fairies that we're looking at, do they all seem to have their wings? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, can I write, do an inside check to see if these guys are on the up and up? Sure. Okay, that is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. You notice that their mouths are wider than you would expect them to be, but otherwise you don't notice a whole lot about them. I mean, I have four in my head. I'm not going to judge someone by the shape of their mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys yeah. saw me blemming sugar. <laughs> is it like if it was wider than like what a summer fairy's mouth should be like there's some kind of... 
there's something wrong with them uh possibly you you can't tell you just definitely notice that it the proportions are different than a typical humanoid face would be um you also notice that they have very large smiles when they speak to you um although they don't actually look happy all right now one last question my friend now your the the children the children of your of your summer fairies here do they if if we were to let them free would they know how to get back here do they know the the right and left they go in a circle the up is to the fairies the down is to the rats are they are they privy to those directions or will we have to escort them home as well well if you if you find any fairies i'm sure they would be able to get home if set free but uh the rats tend not to keep their prisoners alive. Oh, so you are expected that we will run into several fairy carcasses of young fairy children. Oh my goodness. I don't think they leave carcasses either. Oh, so we should be expected to run into fairy bones, bones of fairy children. Yeah, potentially. All right, well. You guys don't seem super broken up about that. You, you know, I really admire your strength to not seem very emotional about the death of so many children thank you it's it has been difficult but we have grown up with this burden it has been this way for as long as anyone can remember kill all the rats got it (laughs) or wait no um now y'all know i run a a restaurant in the city of nikimui and I would definitely be able to clear out some space, maybe in a pantry, for you all to live in if you would like. You don't have to continue to live down here. We will take that under advisement. Yeah, well, you know, as your children continue to be eaten by rats, (laughs) uh, just weigh the pros and cons of moving. I know it is real difficult to move, but, uh, you know, moving ain't easy, but... If if you ever want to look me up, I am the owner and proprietor and chef at the Tastes Like Crepe restaurant, and I could definitely clear out a cabinet full of flour for you guys to live in. Thank you. Well, guys, um, why don't we get going? Find the Rat King, you know, do some fireballing. Sure. There are three tunnels that lead out of this room. Which one goes down? Uh, none of these seem to yet. They're all fairly level, so I think you just pick one. All right, so let's just pick one. Doesn't matter. Left or right, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So let's just pick, nope. go in the middle. Let's go in the middle. Sure. You um, go in the middle? Oh, I was going to say, as go- soon as we're out of earshot, yeah. I want to I wanna say to the group, you know, I I think I got a read on those guys, and they seem, seem a little creepy. Did you guys get that vibe? You know, they seemed... Just about as creepy as you would expect someone to be living this deep underground to be, uh, which is to say, yes, very creepy. Plus, why would a summer wouldn't wouldn't like a wouldn't you expect like a summer fairy would not live in a warren underground that they might like flit about in the summer breeze and stuff? And I, I don't know. Well, it is not summer right now, so one has to ask, where are all the other seasonal fairies when they're not outside? Like, where does a winter fairy go in the spring? And where do summer fairies hang out in March? Yeah, I figured they might be, like, planning for maybe some kind of fairy Coachella. Uh, <laughs> and that maybe this is where they come to, like, to meet to prepare that. But, you know, I suppose that it could be something more nefarious. Uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. They seemed, they seemed pretty broken up about their, uh, potentially dead children. 
Did you notice something off about their mouths? Like they seemed very extra mouthy. <laughs> You're talking to a cow person. <laughs> She's got horns coming out of her head. <laughs> she like well, I mean, reaches up for to touch a her. fairy. Oh, okay. I, I mean, aren't you like a halfling? Yeah, I'm not. And aren't you talking to a fox and a cow-horned person? I didn't... No, no. I was saying that for a fairy, their mouths oh. don't look right. They look like oh, they have okay. creepy, bitey mouths, maybe. I guess I just don't spend as much time looking at the mouths of others as you might. <laughs> the fox and I share a look. <laughs> well, you never know what they're going to do with their mouth. I mean, maybe something good. Maybe something bad. Well, you know, next time we see them, I'll be sure to keep an eye out for their mouths. <laughs> I'm definitely going to talk to the Rat King, though, by the way, just to let you know, like, out of character. I'm not I'm not saying that. Yuching's not saying that to you, but, uh, oh, it's happening. <laughs> All right. Like, how to make me talk to someone and, like, not go in attacking. Like, maybe I'll burn my spell slots on something else before then and be totally helpless and just, like... <laughs> to the rat king and if they want to like command me they'll be like attack your friends i'll be like i'm out of spell slots <laughs> i eldritch blast <laughs> okay anyway that's my plan you proceed down this tunnel uh you do reach a fork where it seems to split into four of them one left one right one up and one down 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 we go uh the tunnel seems to to uh snake further and further down uh the walls start to get a bit of a slimy feeling and you do hear a chittering sound coming up from ahead at, at one point y'all stand back now i'm gonna try a fireball okay all right <laughs> you would like to stealth uh not so good at that but it seems smarter than walking I can turn you invisible if you'd like. Oh, don't waste your spell slots on me. I'm fine. I'll just fireball whatever I come up against. All right. And I have a... uh, Where is that? On the standard sheet. My stealth is 13. Monster's passive perception is 13. Okay. So then, yeah, you just see me walk up to you. And I'm straight up just walking up. Now, a little stealthily, but I'm just going to walk up and fireball all these rats. That's my plan. Ah, so. uh, roll initiative. <laughs> all right. And how how far did you walk from your group there? A uh, hundred feet. 100 and I have a hundred and fifty foot range. So the moment that it's within range of a hundred and fifty feet of me, I'm going to fireball it. Uh, these this is a very tortuous tunnel. I don't think you can see hundred and fifty feet in a straight line. Okay. Sorry. Uh, we're gonna say that you can see about thirty feet in this tunnel. Especially without dark vision. Okay, I'm going to prepare a fireball and a movement. Gotcha. So I'm going to run backwards. Okay. Um, 30 feet ahead of you, you come across uh, three rats that between them are carrying a red box with a black bow. Uh-oh. Too bad for that box. Are they carrying it like people or are they carrying it like rats? With their mouths. Okay. I cast fireball. It's a dexterity saving throw, please. And by the way, I have some bat guano and sulfur that I possess, and this allows me to cast the spell. So I'm thinking that I just smell like real bad, like bat guano and sulfur all the time. Or maybe I have a little vial that like, like, whoo, take a, take a whiff of that. 
And um, all right, so what's your dexterity saving throw? Uh, dexterity, they get a plus two. And let me see here. Uh, one of them is a nine. One of them is a 20, and one of them is a 5. The 9 and the 5 each take 32 fire damage. 32. And the other one takes half, which is a number. Is that 17? Let me do 32 divided by 2. 16. Okay. Uh, Well, two of them are just... Unfortunately, the box Hmm? also bursts into flames. No, it doesn't. It's magical. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah, so I, I lift my hand. Fireball. All right. Uh, well, two of the rats are dead, and one of them is injured. However, back. thirty feet. <laughs> uh, sure, but it has a movement speed of fifty, um, and a range of ten. So yeah, um, so it is going to lunge after you. Um, as I think we can do initiative after this, but I think that this is probably just going to be a one hit thing. Um, and it is going to make two attacks, a bite and a claw against you. Uh, plus five to hit on those. So first to hit is a 12. Does that break your AC? No. And, oh, next is a nat 20. Yes, that hits DM. Yes, yes, I thought so. But uh, that means I need to roll 2d6 plus 3. You take 9 damage. Okay. All Um, right, it is your turn. I am 70 feet away from my friends at this point, so Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to... It has 50 feet of movement, so I saw it close a vast distance that I cannot possibly hope to outrun. So I'm just going to uh, attack it. Um, cause I can't outrun it. That's, it's not happening. <laughs> no. So I am going to Eldritch Blast, which means that I do a ranged spell attack. This is my first time actually rolling one. Woo. That's a 25 to hit. It hits. And a 21 to hit. Yep. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what a D10 is. <laughs> okay. This one has numbers on it. But... Okay. 12 damage and 13 damage. The last rat is dead. Okay, that fight was very easy. <laughs> no, no, no. I I have two spell slots and I have burned one of them. So I am 50% used. <laughs> okay. Used up. So, yeah, no, well, that was a rough fight for me. You're more well, than just your is... spell spot spell slots, girl. <laughs> <laughs> As a warlock, I hope so. I only have two. <laughs> uh, the rats are toasty piles of you know burning flesh similar to the ones back in the uh, in the cave before um and a red box lays on the ground y'all it's safe now <laughs> sorry i thought well, i would ch- i thought i would bring them back to you i didn't think i would kill them all i thought the backwater smelled bad but a charred flesh is a something else what do you all do uh but well, does someone want to open this box i open the box Sure. Inside is a uh, a gossamer scarf, and it has a card that reads uh, "Glamour Weave Fabric, Uncommon Level." Uh, this fabric will uh, will create any type of um, 
3D effect that, that you would like it to do, and it will grant a plus four on performance and persuasion checks. Ooh, Meerkat, that looks lovely on you. That is, uh, that is just your color. Well, I will absolutely put it on. You know what? I have a feeling this was going to be for Jenny Ann, the second place winner. So I will hold on to it for her in the time being. Aww. Sure. Wink. <laughs> and I'm sorry I ended the battle in two turns, you guys. I was trying to draw him back to you while expending my high level spell slots, but I failed at that and just kind of dominated the, the fight. I'm sorry, dudes. It's okay. the spell slot before you reach the king. Okay. Yes, the point is to be powerless when I reach the king so I can talk to them. Ah, true. Okay. All right. Well, do you proceed down the tunnel? Yeah, let's go. Perfect. Uh, there's another split up ahead. One left, one up, and one down. As we're, like, approaching this tunnel, I I want to... Meerkat's going to, like, stick a finger to the wall and because you mentioned it was being slimy and uh-huh. just kind of, like, try to, like, just, like, get a little swab, like... Uh, I'm not quite sure what this slime is, and try to like, figure out like what this slime on the wall is. Lick it, lick it. Uh, okay. yeah, don't lick wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. So uh, as you touch that? it, as you touch it to your tongue, in that brief moment in between, um, I cast purify food and no detect poison and disease. Sounds like a good one. I'm going to detect poison and disease as Meerkat is lifting it to their tongue. Uh, okay. I guess I could look up the exact wording of detect poison and disease, but I imagine that it is. Is there a role for it? Uh, let me look it up. I hope it's not poison or disease. <laughs> okay. You can sense the presence and locations of poisons, poisonous creatures, and diseases within 30 feet of you. You can also identify the type of poison, poisonous creature, or disease in each case. So I just like want to know if that is. And it is uh, one action. So... Sure. Um, you can tell that the slime on the wall is indeed poisonous. That's um, poison. <laughs> rot and decay. Um, if if you were to uh, ingest large quantities of it, you would start to take gradual necrotic damage. Oof. Why is that down here? Yeah. Can we roll? Can I roll an inside check to see if I know where that slime may have uh, originated from? Sure. All right. Let's see what we get. Oh, 21 with a natural 20. Oh, okay. Um, in hindsight, I was like, this is probably more of a nature check, but whatever, you, ro- you rolled perfectly. You remember that subterranean areas that are often exposed to uh, rotting flesh will absolutely um, start to grow this sort of uh, toxic slime on the walls. I share that information with the group and say, something is fishy here, guys. This is, this is gross. It, it does indeed smell very fishy. I wonder if the, <laughs> the rat king is a necromancer. Maybe. Necromancing Ooh. rat. I don't know. So a mild the addendum. did tell you. Hmm? A mild addendum for the person playing a warlock for the first time. The ritual version of a spell takes 10 minutes longer to cast than normal. So I like... It does. I might have not stopped you from eating poison if you want to have eaten it. Well, it depends on whether you cast it as a ritual or using a spell slot. I have to cast it using a ritual because of my book of ancient secrets. So oh. I, I cast that action spell as a ritual. So Mirka, if, if you want to wait 10 minutes, I can do it. Or if you want to just swallow poison, you can. Sorry for interrupting there. 
trying to save me. No, uh, yeah, so I licked it. I licked, oh, like, no. a little, like, just a little bit, though. But, like, I'm happy to wait the ten minutes to see if it's poison, but like, I already licked it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you take a little bit of necrotic damage. It was just a small amount. You take uh, one damage for three turns. Oh, right. That sounds right. Yeah, it didn't feel good. My guess, poison. You know, if you if you want to eat this, I support you and your culinary decisions. If you give me ten more minutes, I will purify food and drink so you can snack on this all you want. Do you want no. me to do that? No, honestly, it tasted more like uh, like if you dip butterscotch in like salt water and then just kind of left it near some pickles that were brining. It does not taste very good. How do uh, you know what that tastes like? You've been around. <laughs> it's more of an amalgamation of flavors, you see. It's it's less of a, it, it less of a precise presumption and more. I've been around butterscotch. I have accidentally ingested seawater, and as we all have, we've been around the brining of a pickle. So together, amalgamating those three flavor profiles together, <laughs> I can make an approximation of this wall slime. <laughs> Yes, I did have your spinach earlier today with that salt water on it. I know what you're talking about. Oh, and my accent is failing. Beautiful. <laughs> well, let's 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 continue downward and uh don't eat the wall slime. Straight down. <laughs> All right. That's really uh, good advice. You do hear another uh skittering going on up ahead. Ooh, can I try to kill these guys? Sure. Be my guest. Well, I mean, last time, you know, Yu Tung really did all the fun. So, well, I, here, how about hold on, hold on, just just a moment. I I could definitely try to help and uh, and uh, and give you good credence along the way. Here we go. And uh, Tuna's gonna from my shoulder uh, give a little like tip of the cap, and I'm gonna give you a bardic inspiration, which is a D8. Ooh, sexy and resistance. And I'm going to just casually drink this healing potion. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to sneak along the corridor. All right. Uh, is this still uh, against my roll has to beat 13? Well, I am rolling a 19. Oh, I rolled a 15. You sneak. All right. What do I see in the in the hall here? You see another three rats. Um and they seem a little bit larger than the last bunch, um, also carrying a box in their teeth. Okay, um, let's fireball these dudes. Okay. Mm. We've got Go spells, ahead. let's use them. All right, fireball. I assume you're going to want me to cast on, or uh, to go on the uh, table. Yes. The wild magic table. Do I roll damage before or after? Before. Okay, so my eighty-six. And is there is it is it a dex throw? Dex save? Yes. So that was twenty-seven. Twenty-seven damage. Nice. Yep. For anyone who does not make, they take twenty-seven damage. What's the what's the DC? My spell save DC is on a different screen. Okay. Uh, fourteen. 14. One of them passes, two of them fail. So we're down to... And half of 27 is... 13. 13. 13. Okay. 
All right, perfect. They are all still standing. They do, of course, turn. And how far away from you are, are, are from your party are you? Um, I mean, you tell me. I snuck down the hall. How how far did I sneak? Uh, I mean, we'll we'll stick with a hundred feet. All right, so a hundred feet, and then I ride back. Uh, or I guess I, no, let's say I snuck on Rolo. I'll I'll ride back forty feet so that I'm slightly further away from the rats. Okay, uh, they do have a move. And how far away from the rats were you when you fired? Um, I moved up uh, to let's say what's the 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 furthest part point that I could see the rats. So I moved probably up. about thirty oh. feet. Okay, so now I am so like, seventy, 70 feet, feet away from, from the rats. Yep. Okay, and sixty feet from your party members. Correct. All right, so they are going to dash. Uh, and get right up next to you all three okay but they will not be able to attack this turn oh i forgot to do the wild magic hold on Mm -hmm. i forgot about that excuse me here the saddest part about this is that if you explode you kill your capybara mount nacho (laughs) all right 28 and a 28 is for the next minute all your spells have a with a casting time of one action, have a casting time of one bonus action. Oh, wow. I'm all good today. That's so cool. Action economy. Go. That means I can actually cast another spell as a bonus action this turn as a a cantrip. Will you allow me to do that, DM? Uh, not this turn because you already went through your action phase, but next turn, yes. Okay. That's pretty cool. These and rats are going down. The rats. Well, actually, wait. Didn't weren't the rats surprised? So wouldn't they not get an action this turn? Even after you hit them. Well, they were surprised when I hit them. So surprise rounds happen before the initiative round. It's an extra round for the person who did the surprise. If you get a sneak along a tunnel, and then you've got people who aren't paying attention to you, you get a whole round in before they can react. Yeah, I think now we would roll initiative, and if the rats beat. Rolo, then they would get to attack first. All right, exactly. go ahead and roll your initiative, Rolo. Okay. And we all should. Oh, coming in at a nine. Okay, the rats all beat you. Thirteen. So, yeah, that does mean that they moved. And so he, Rolo moved. That was a surprise round. And then yep. at, what did the rats have? Uh, the rats had a 12, a 14, and a 17. Oh, you should have all the enemies move on the same initiative. Yeah. Oh, okay. So well, twelve was the first one I rolled. Okay, so and so twelve for the rats. How much for Rolo? Nine. Nine. Nine for Rolo. Uh, I had thirteen, and then Meerkat. Meerkat also got a twelve. Okay, so that means that Meerkat and I and the rats all moved before Rolo did. So Rolo did a surprise round, moved backwards. And then next in the initiative is uh, me. Technically, I just I just chill. And then because um, I don't know what's going on up there, I know they're sneaking and fighting and stuff. And he'll come back to us if he needs help. Then the rats moved, and then Meerkat. Now you get to go, and then Rolo. So DM, well, do you want to write that initiative order down? Uh, yeah, I've got that. It is Yuting. Rats slash meerkat, um, and then whoever has the highest modifier there. Meerkat, what's your dexterity modifier? Oh, it's a fat two. Oh, okay, this is also the... a two. Oh! Okay, Roll well then. Off. 
Yeah. Roll, Roll again. Roll a d20. Roll a d20. <gasps> Nine. Cat fighting an odd he doesn't even know to fight, rolls a natural 20. Nice. Oh, okay. All right, so it is Yutung, Meerkat, Rats, Rolo. So. Okay, perfect. So, Yutung, what are you doing? Uh, well, the rats just went, which implies that I did nothing. And and also implies Meerkat did nothing. And now it's Rolo. Okay. okay. So, I will cast Magic Missile. At, how, how bad do the rats look at this point? Two of them look quite bad. All right, so I will cast Magic Missile at uh, second level. Okay. And I will run... And then I do that as a bonus action, so that's... One of the darts goes to the... One of the bad-looking rats for three Mm -hmm. damage. The next dart goes to the same rat for three more damage. Then I'll do... Uh, that, That rat dropped after the first one. Oh, okay. So then the next rat takes seven damage because I did two to him. Okay. And I will try to finish him off with the last one for another three. Okay. So two of the rats are dead. One of them is still standing. Okay. With my... That was a bonus action spell because of my wild magic baloney. So I'm going to use Firebolt and cast that at the main rat. So let's okay. see. Does a 17 hit? Uh, is this against the AC? Yes. Uh, yes. All right. That is 2d10 fire damage for six fire damage to the rat. All right. It's still standing. All right. And that is my... I will, I will move my movement, um, 40 movement away. Okay. So I'm now 20 feet from my br- my buddies. Did you exit the melee range of the rat? Oh, that's right. No, I can't do that because I will take a hack. I think he did, yeah. Yeah. I'll take, the, I'll take it. I'll take it. You'll take the one attack? Yep. Free All attack. Right. Well, all right. Free attack. Uh, it's a plus five. 1d8 plus three. Eight, uh, 23 to hit? 23 hits. <laughs> And we got seven damage. Okay. All right. Uh, next up is Utoon. How far away is Rolo and the rats? Rolo is 20 feet from you. The rat is now forty or 60 feet from you. Can I see it? You cannot see the rat around the bend. Okay. You can only uh, see 30 feet in these tunnels unless you're in a cavern. Hmm. I mean... Rolo, do you want me to kill that rat for you? I would be much obliged if you would murder that rat for me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Graceful cow lady. (laughs) You're welcome. And I will move my 30 feet of movement. Do I round the bend and see the rat? Yes, you do. Wait, so you move? I moved and then I... (laughs) Attacked. <laughs> I don't know. Because um, you're a cow, you moved. I know. I know. I wasn't okay. sure if she got that. I wasn't sure when you said attack. I, I was like, well, so like I was like, I don't know any other cow puns. Yeah, I just don't. All right, well, maybe that's, I'll make a list of cow puns. Utterly for the next sad yeah, that you don't pies. know any cow puns. Oh my god! Yeah. How uh, could you? 
How could you? Yes, how could you? Uh, uh, well, now I know. If I can't think of any puns, my party will pick up the slack. That was a um, above a 20 and then a non-natural 20 to hit. Um, what are you firing? Eldritch Blast. I have a ranged gotcha. spell attack, two beams, 1d10 plus charisma. Okay. Each. So first I do six damage, and then I do nine damage. That rat is toast. Nice. And I imagine that my Eldritch Blast looks like a curl of black and fire energy because I get it from a demon from hell. It does. Yeah. You're leaving a lot of charred bodies in your wake. This is fun. I like being a warlock. I just go hit the thing. It's the fighter of the spellcasters, isn't it? Kinda. Yes. Except instead of a greatsword, you have Eldritch Blast. Yeah. It's like all day or a day. All day or day. All right. All right, cool. So uh, those rats are dead. There's another box laying on the ground. Can I just, like, I know this is weird, but, like, I'm a chef, and I've never tried enlarged rat meat before, so can I just, like, cut the filet mignon off of this rat? Or, I don't know, like, the turkey leg? Sure. I've I've taken apart cows. I know where to get the filet mignon off a cow. It's the part parallel to the spine, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, do rats have a filet mignon? <laughs> all mammals. All, all vertebrates do, actually. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to try a rat, try a filet mignon of a rat, right? So I'm going to take yeah. the filet. I'm going to put it in my bag. That's gross. That's in my purse. I'm going to yeah. wrap it in the letter of introduction from your guild that all people who take the guild merchant background get and never use ever. And I'm going to say, this is butcher's paper. <laughs> wrap it up. Okay. So do you normally <laughs> eat big meals? Because I would consider you uh, more of a grazer. Yuching's an omnivore. But grazing, because you know you're a cow. I know, I know. I, I don't have any cow puns. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not actually funny. I just organize stuff. You guys are the show, and I'm just here I to just play D&D with fun stuff. people. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope you don't tan my hide if uh, you, know, you get irritated with my puns. I don't think she will. She looks thoroughly cowed. <laughs> she looks uh... utterly disbelieved. <laughs> So this is why I bring you guys in to play I mean, D&D. <laughs> but she's never steered us wrong before, so she's she's pretty oh. cool. <laughs> you know, I'm getting tired of all this bull that we're throwing around. I mean, we are milking this for all it's worth. <laughs> well, get a hoof on. Yeah, let's grab this okay. by the horns and get out of this adventure. <laughs> all right. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you open the next box? Oh, I let my friends do that because I am preparing my butcher paper wrapped rat filet mignon. Okay. Who wants to open this one? All right. Well, well, I will go ahead and open it as last time uh, Rolo did the honors for me, I believe. So ah. this time I will go ahead and open the box. Please open away. So let me just uh, take the lid off and... Oh! You see a pair of wigged boots. Ooh. Well, I don't wear shoes, so if anyone else would want these, I'm assuming they fly. I have not done any cursory investigation into them nonetheless, but... Oh, there's a card inside. Oh, there's a card! Oh, let me take a look here. Let me just take it. It just describes what flying boots do. Uncommon level item requires attunement. Oh. Can you put them on tuna? 
Well, uh, here's the problem. Can we put them I... on roll on um on nacho? On nacho, oh. yes. I think so. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can we take a short rest in a tune? <laughs> <laughs> does it? Oh, does he just take a short rest to a tune? Is it a short or long? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's uh, short in 5e. Don't quote me, but I think it is. I would let you wear them regardless. Oh, I'll look it up. Well, while we have this moment of respite, uh, I hope everyone knows that, you know, as as fun as these spell slots we're all expending are, uh, I've got several of mine and almost none of them are combat based. So, uh, if you're hoping for some secret weapon at the end that I might be able to unleash, you are, um, you are not in luck. I'm mostly cosmetic. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so I looked it up. A short rest will attune. So the question is, how many boots are there? Is, like, is this a capybara wearing two front boots? Two back boots? <laughs> well, there are only two, but I believe it will still work on a bipedal creature. What, on a quadruped, though. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. So how are the two boots allocated? <laughs> They're both on the front, because he's fancy. <laughs> no, no, on his back, because he would eat with his front paws, so his back paws are more like his feet. Yeah, so definitely on the back. Sorry about that. Yeah, we'll put them on the back. Good idea, nice. Nacho. <laughs> and 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 how long am I allowed to fly? Am I just like allowed to fly at all times on a flying capybara? I believe it is four hours per day, and uh, you have to. They'll gain an hour of fly time. Um, they'll gain an hour of fly time if you don't fly with them for twelve hours. Okay. All right. So I'm. I will use it sparingly. We're not just gonna hover all over the place, Nacho. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, but like four hours per day is still quite a bit. You oh yeah, and and, and it's it's like in one minute increments. So oh, virtually wow. unlimited fly time. Fantastic, same speed. The fly speed is is same as your walk speed. Okay, that's pretty cool. And these are all by the book items, um, so you can always look up the uh, the stuff. That would have really helped with that ledge earlier. It would have. So with the magic frosting you guys got, you could have built a ramp. <laughs> Yeah. Well, who needs a <laughs> ramp when you have the ramp in your heart of the adventure ahead of you? I'm I'm saving the frosting for the Rat King because I don't know what's going to happen there. So that's true. Maybe he'll be hungry. So how many of the boxes have we opened at this point? You opened two before ever coming down here, and now you've opened two more. So there's only one left. Okay. All right. Let's look. Is there another passageway that leads down from this here this area? Yes, there is another one that leads down. All right, let's let's go down. All right. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? As a team, fireball the next group of rats. <laughs> Double fireball. Yes. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you proceed down. You see another uh, uh, like like a side room with a door, and then the path also continues down. Ooh, a side room with a door? Mm-hmm. Rats wouldn't have built that, you would assume, right? Should we check this out, guys? Why, sure. I suppose so. Maybe that's where they keep the children's skeletons of the of the of the of the remains <laughs> of the children of the summer fairies. Remains to be seen. 
Oh. Oh, gross. So there is a door. There is a doorknob on it. Someone want to try it? Well, I suppose me being the one who has not done anything remotely for the last two chambers, I will open up this door. Yeah, this is your turn. All right, go. All right, yes, this is what I will contribute here. That was a pun, you guys, because you turned the door handle. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) Yes, the jester of our group speaks up! (laughs) You attempt to open the door, but it is locked. All right, my friends, this door is locked. There is no hope going forward. (laughs) (laughs) What could... Let's let's see if we can see anything beneath the door. And I want to lean down onto the ground and kind of like peek through the little hole. Is there like a little hole between the ground and the bottom of the door? Uh, Yeah, there's a little hole. What can I see beneath? Not much. It's dark under there. It's very dark. I can't see much. Is the door made of wood? Could I fire bolt it? You could. Okay. What if we fire bolt it? What do you think? You you certainly can. What's the what's the uh, radius of that? Oh, I was asking my my party. It's uh, yeah. it's a point spell. That sounds perfectly fine to me. Just let me know how far I have to back up. Uh, you shouldn't have to. It should just make the door light on fire because it's just like a ray. That comes sure. out of the tip of my finger. So let's let's do that. Meerkat backs up 20 feet. What is the AC, I guess, of the door? Actually, I just looked up that inanimate objects do have ACs based on how hard they are to damage. The AC for wood is 15. Oh, I only rolled an 11, so I didn't hit the door. Is it a cantrip for you? It is. You can keep rolling that puppy then. Again! I shoot it again, and I get a three, and then I shoot it again, and I get a 24! How much damage do you deal? Uh, Let's see. I'm going to do 2d10 damage and deal five. What's cool about Firebolt is that non-worn objects ignite. That's true. You can set the door on fire. All right. The door is ablaze. All right. It is slowly reducing its hit points. It has 18 of them. If you wait for a minute, it'll just burn away. Yes. Excellent. Okay, you do so, and the door starts to crumble to ash. All right. Well, that was quite a nice fire. Let's go inside. Let's check. I use prestidigitation to blow out all of the flames so that I don't burn my tootsies or uh, nachos tootsies when we walk over that. Your tootsies are safe. Excellent. Yeah, those are new boots. Yeah, and we we sidestep the dust so he doesn't get them dirty, for sure. Yes, we must not have any new boot goofing over here. No, it's prime importance. I bow and make way for our friend Meerkat to go first, or before me at least. I ask Meerkat steps over the ashen remains of the door and steps confidently into the darkened room and says... If there are any remains of children to be seen, please make yourself known. There are no children in this room. Instead, there are more stores of food. There is another pile of apples. There's a pile of some uh, some grapes in one section. Um, and again, the standard barrels and whatnot. Are they red grapes or green grapes? They're blue grapes. Well, that's interesting. Do I- is there anything 
if I do an insight check, can I learn more about these grapes? Uh, you can do an investigation check. All right, I will do an investigation check, and I will roll a two. A two? Are they grapes? <laughs> Am I sure that they're grapes? It, describe how you investigate them. I I walk over to the grapes and I and I get like close to them, but I don't touch them, and I sniff at them, and and I look, you know, I I bring the light over and I use the light to like try to to see them, and I try to put the light behind them to see if I can see like through them to see if they're seedless or not. They are seedless, and you do see through them. They are blue, and they smell like cotton candy. Oh, I have a really bad feeling about this, guys. What did you find? So these grapes smell like cotton candy. And so bear with me here. All right. Count Cotton Candy was upstairs and then we were like lured down here. And there are those, the, the fairies have those creepy big mouths that you guys didn't notice. And now these smell like cotton candy. I, I wonder if the cotton candy is related to the count and if maybe the fairies are, are maybe they're a match set. I don't know. But I'm, I'm freaked out. Like maybe the rats are the network the count was referring to for their program. <laughs> maybe this is where the executive producers stay when they propagate their non-scripted reality TV shows. Are you sure they're not scripted? Well, you know, it's non-scripted as as the quantifier. Whether or not they are scripted or not, it's, it's, it's a whole deal within the industry. Yeah. I wanted to get on the real world, but they said I was too small. Well, the easiest way to get onto one reality show is to audition for another and just let your tape circulate. You know, several <laughs> people who try to audition for shows such as The Amazing Race first start out by auditioning for Survivor and then having their tape cross paths onto the other casting team. Oh, is that true? Really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah, the the, the uh, unscripted casting world is very small so like tapes get bounced between different projects until they find the right contestants oh is that how they're finding all these terrible bachelors all right (laughs) that shows its own racket oh yeah (laughs) all right now uh what's a nice way of saying i don't care about these grapes (laughs) uh to eat one (laughs) Well, the, fir- the, the the last time I ate something down here, it was poisonous. <laughs> oh, okay. Once bitten, but twice I, shy. But, but he's like lifting the creatures up, but I'm happy to do it. I do declare, please give me ten minutes and I will be able to tell you if that is poisonous. Can I please do that, DM? Yes. All right, well, I will wait. Okay, ten minutes later. It is not poisonous. I- I'll try one with you, so like... I pick one up, and I hold it out to you, and I say, These are not poisonous, and I will try one with you. A cotton candy grape. How interesting. All right. Bottoms up. Mmm. Drops it down whole. They taste like cotton candy. Mmm. As you move some grapes, something blue falls out of the, uh, of the, the pile and shatters on the floor. Uh... Oops. <laughs> you broke the grapes. 
I broke the grape. <laughs> oh no, I hope this wasn't the decrepit and deteriorated bones of the children of the summer fairies. No, it was a glass vial with a blue liquid in it. Oh, it's not poisonous, so I quickly lick the blue liquid on the ground. You don't feel any noticeable difference. <laughs> uh, do we see anything happening to them? No. No, nothing that you could see. Lem, lem, lem. Are there any other vials amidst the grapes? You search through the grapes and you find four more such vials. Can I do an arcana check to figure out or what they are? Yes, you may. I roll a natural 20. Ah, you know that these are potions of climbing. Oh, hey guys, these are potions of climbing. I know that. Oh. I'm, I'm helping. <laughs> Does that mean that I'm now really good at climbing for a small amount of time? You are. <laughs> you can climb straight up walls just like uh, like your, your your normal walk speed. Oh, dude, I try that out. I walk over to one of these slime-covered walls and I just, like, scale it. <laughs> you just walk right up. Your feet stick right to it. Oh, dang. <laughs> spider cow, spider cow, does whatever a spider cow does. I write in the ceiling in the slime with my index finger. You tune was here with a Z. <laughs> the slime drips down. Some of it gets on the apples. Oh, sorry, guys. I come back down. Hmm. Gross. <laughs> I purify food and drink. It's fine. I can take it off. Are you purifying those apples? I'm. I'm. That that was a joke. I'm just taking the slime off them. Oh, yeah. okay. They look plenty pure to me. Okay. Do you wipe the slime off of those apples? Yeah. You know what you're going to find, right? I'm very concerned. Really? It's an apple, right? What has been the trend? We definitely hide potions in fruit. That's how this works. <laughs> you find three more health potions. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, How many health potions did I find? Three. Ah, I hand a health potion to each of you, and I say, bottoms up, and I drink mine because I was damaged, and now I'm not. Ugh, mine still has some slime on it. <laughs> well, I vote we continue downwards, and maybe when we reach the, the lair of the Spider King, maybe this climbing potion could be helpful. You could you could cause an assault from above as we... As we, as we come in, although I know our plan is to speak with them, but I do feel it would be to our advantage to take this unseen opportunity that we've been presented to have a sneak advantage against our foes. Oh, yeah. Shall we gallivant onwards, my friends? Onwards! And you hear another skittering further down the, the path. Mary Cat, I feel like you haven't had a chance to kill some rats. <laughs> or, All uh, right. I should say that in character voice. Whatever. Pretend I did. Keep going. All right. All right. Well, you, you are correct. I will do that confidently at that. And uh, Meerkat's going to, like, look back at the group as if saying, like, unless anyone else wants this. And there's like, no, I guess. And, and, I, will, and I, will, I will go, my friends. Do you want and, some help? Uh, do you want some help, no, no, I, I, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 
No. Methinks no. he doth protest too much. <laughs> I, I think I'm protesting the right amount. Yeah, you're sending the bard into battle. This is great. Yeah. Um, and Meerkat's gonna like sneak forward until they can see these rats. I'm gonna without telling Meerkat I'm following him, I'm gonna do a stealth check and follow so I'm close enough to save Meerkat's life if this goes down bad. But I'm definitely not gonna interfere if Meerkat's doing well. I'm just like, if Meerkat's at one hit point and like, needs some help. So, uh, okay, but with my stealth of nine. <sighs> All right, up ahead, you see four rats carrying a box. <sighs> okay, Meerkat. What? Okay. <laughs> you don't want to kill these rats necessarily because they look pretty buff. But... We do need to continue downwards to get the monocle. Is there any way we can negotiate with these rats? You do have a plus ten to persuasion. <sighs> what to do? Ah, <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, sh- uh, hey, rats! <laughs> uh, they Meerkats are alerted getting... to you. Roll initiative. All right. <laughs> uh, 21. 21, okay. Um, 17 here. All right, everybody else? 24. 14. Rolo, then Meerkat next. Mm-hmm. And then the rats, and then Utahn. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I just realized my name sounds like Yutung, and I've been licking everything this episode. <laughs> I'm not the comedian here. All right. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So, Rolo, you're up first. I move forward as much as I can so I can see the situation, and I ready a firebolt cantrip. Gotcha. And I will cast that if I feel that. Meerkat is in mortal peril. All right. Uh, Meerkat, you're up. Hail, my rat friends! Ah, surely you haven't heard the story of the spooky ghost that lives in these tunnels here. (laughs) And, uh... Are you using an ability for this? Uh, yeah. Meerkat's going to cast a second level enthrall spell. Uh, which, uh, they have to, they have to roll a wisdom saving throw against a DC 15 check. Um, if they fail, or sorry, if they, if they, uh, if they fail the save, they, uh, they have disadvantage on perception checks made to perceive any creature other than, uh, the caster until the spell ends. So basically I'm trying to capture their attention with a song, uh, allowing Rolo and... Around Rolo and uh, Yutun to sneak by. Do they need to understand the song? I don't... That's a real good question, that the wording of this spell does not specify. I would imagine that they would have to not necessarily understand the words, but have an intelligence of above, I believe it's four, to understand common. They have an intelligence of three. Okay, then I don't think this will work. I'm happy to cast it because that's what Meerkat would do, but I don't think it's... Okay, what is the song then? Let's see. Uh, Okay. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. (laughs) 
Down in this spooky cave We've got A ghost that loves to play And though he plays a lot We know he doesn't have to stay here Because this ghost loves taking things from other people (laughs) Something rats seem to have in common with us both So if you return these little boxes to our heroes Then we can both go on with our merry way Please return the boxes. <laughs> Woo! Yay! <laughs> and he's doing that like the entire time, kind of like trailing along the side of the cave, trying to distract them. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I would say that Meerkat is taking is taking a look at them, and if it is not processing, and the the the. The like weaving of his of of his magic is not interfering with their cognitive like failures. I think he is looking out to see whether or not they are cognitively being affected by this spell. They are not. Yeah. So I think after that he's like, it's not working. <laughs> and then I'm gonna burn that second level spell slot. Next up are the rats, and you are within thirty feet of them. So, ooh. There's four of them that you're about to get hit with. All right. You know what bards are famous for? They're high AC. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, and yeah. Tons of hit points, too. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. If your soul starts to leave your body, I'll call my friend. I say friend without an R. So four rats run up to you. <laughs> and these, they, each one gets two hits. And we're just going to go down the list here. Cool. 12. Miss. 14. Hit. 10. Miss. Uh, 20. Hit. Uh, 24. Hit. Again, uh, 24. Hit. Uh, 16. Hit. And 18. Hit. Okay, so, so we got six total hits. Six hits. And then three of them are going to be a D6. Three of them are going to be a D8. Their damage is a plus three. So three D6 plus three is... That one is going to deal 12 damage. All and then, right. Or, oh, wait, actually, no, that's uh, plus three threes. So that's 18 damage, sorry. All right. And then 19 damage from the other ones. Cool. Well, Meerkat is down. Oh, no. Oh, so no. since since he is in mortal peril, I guess my spell goes off then, and I firebolt one of the rats. Okay. Uh, to hit? Let's see. To hit, that is a 20. Dirty 20. It hits. And that was nine damage. Okay. You've got friends. Don't worry. You'll be okay, Meerkat. I'm dead. (laughs) 
All right. So uh, that was Rolo's, or wait, was that Rolo's turn, or was that the prepared action? That was the the readied action. So yeah. Um, okay. That was outside so, of my turn. It is uh, Yun Tung's turn. My friend, your song was wonderful. You can't hear this. You're unconscious. Okay. So I. <laughs> oh. Um, out of an effort to try to save my friend's life, I'm going to cast Witch Bolt as a third level spell, which means I get three D12s. It says one D12 per spell slot above the first per turn. So it's a continued, like, I'm going to do three D12 per turn because of Witch Bolt. For how many um, turns? uh, Until I die from rats. Okay. Okay. Is there a rat that looks like, I don't know, like it's eating my friend? Uh, They're all swarming him. Oh, great. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to focus all these attacks on one of them until it dies, because I'm just going to try to like decrease the damage being dealt to them. So um, that is an 8 to hit, a 25 to hit, and a 22 to hit. Two of them hit. Okay. So that's three damage... Really? Two damage and nine damage. So that's 11 damage total because the first two didn't hit. Or the first one didn't hit. Okay. One of the rats is looking quite injured. Man, that is so not as good as my Eldritch Blast. But I guess the point is that next turn, then I can Eldritch Blast and Twitch Bolt because it, it keeps going. So that's, that's good. Okay. Sorry, Meerkat. That turn wasn't so great. You might die. Bye. <laughs> oh, and I would like to run forward. 30 feet, and I, I hopefully can, like, throw myself across Meerkat's body and take blows for him if you I was can. 30 feet away. I don't know if I was 30 feet away or not. I'll allow it, yes. Okay. So my, my screaming seems suddenly way too loud for the zero feet proximity that I am. And I'm like, Meerkat, I'll protect you! I say from next to your ear. <laughs> He's making a face. You look very dead. He's very dead. <laughs> um, Rolo, you're up. All right, so I'm going to fly on Nacho up above the rats. You are in a six-foot-tall tunnel. Oh, that's only six. Scale feet, too, right? So, okay, then never mind. Everything here is going to be scaled. This is an Alice in Wonderland type thing. Okay, okay. I guess I will use two sorcery points to twin spell Firebolt at two of the rats. Do you want to target the injured one or the non-injured ones? I will target the injured one twice. Okay, go ahead and do, the, do your first one. All right, first one is a natural 20 for a 26. Definitely dead. Okay, and the second one is a 9. Misses. Yes, I figured that was true. Okay. Kill off some uh, sorcery points. Anything else this turn? Uh, that is it right now. Meerkat, make a death saving throw. <gasps> All right. But I'm going to feed you a potion the next time I can. I got a 10, so Don't I just die. barely make it. Whew. Wait, I believe. Is a 10 on the... Lo- Wait, yeah. Is a 10 a success or not on a death saving throw? The person who runs this group says yes, so I'm going to say yes. Beautiful. That's my preferred option. 
I'm pretty sure. I can look it up if you guys want me to. It's, no, it's, no, I think it's a success, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the rules of the board game Munchkin. It's just, you know, whoever owns the game can just decide on any ambiguous rules. The exact quote from the book is, if the roll is 10 or higher, you succeed. Player's Handbook, page 197. Beautiful. Well, that's my turn. Yep. It is the rat's turn. And the only living person here within their reach is uh, Yutung. So, Yutung, I think you're going to take the brunt of the rat's attacks this time. Rolo, prepare for two corpses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this worked a lot better when you were blasting from afar. Yeah. Don't send the bard into combat. Noted. Uh, (laughs) All right. 14. Oh, um... I, my AC is 13, so if you have 13, okay. you hit me. But I was thankfully at full hit points again, so. All right, five of the six will hit you. So we'll say three of these. Uh, the, the, there's six plus nine, and then, and then seven plus nine. How much damage did I get hit for? Six plus nine plus seven plus nine. 31. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll go with that. I drop from 45 to 14 hit points. Ooh, buddy. Um, It is Rolo's... T- or wait, no, that was, that was rats. It is your turn, uh, Yuntung. Cool, I'm going to Eldritch Blast it for a 10 to hit, and nope. then for a natural one. It's going super no. great over here. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh... Uh, mm, I'm going to die next turn. Well, it was nice knowing you, Yutung, and all of the listeners can feel assured that they will not have to hear this accent again. (laughs) Howdy, (laughs) y'all. Goodbye, (laughs) y'all. Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos. All right. uh, Rolo's turn. All right, so how many rats are left? Three. One of them is quite damaged. Three. One of them is quite damaged. And how close... Are they in close combat with Yutung? Yes, they are all gathered around her. Oh, that sucks. Um, okay, he- hear me out here. I th- I think that Yutung, don't hate me for this. I'm coming to save you in just a second. We have to deal with the rats first. I cast fireball at them from a safe distance. Okay. Um. Oh. Oh. Meerkat, can I take the blow for Meerkat? Can I fire? Because like, if you have a cloak over you that's protecting you from fire, then you don't take fire damage. So can I be the cloak over my friend who? You don't take- go below zero though in five e, right? So it shouldn't matter. If I take more than my full health, then I will permanently die. And if I get any uh, damage while dead, it will count as a uh, failed death saving throw. But I don't have any, so I'm like, you know. Can I be a fire cloak, DM? Because I'm purposefully prone over Meerkat covering them. And I'm bigger than Meerkat, right? Like, how tall are you, Meerkat? How tall am I? I'm like 5'7". I'm 5'5". Five five. Uh, let's say you can shield half damage by, by, by laying over him. Thank you. That's, that's something. Okay. So I tried meerkat. (laughs) 
32 and my deck saving the deck saving throw will be 14 can i roll it <laughs> you should yeah. be able to save yeah duck and cover and it's 14 if you make it two of them make it one of them does not no it's 16 if you make it excuse me because i rolled oh. a 32 uh that's fine i got two 17s and a one I take 32 damage and I drop from 14 to negative 18. One of them takes full damage, which kills it entirely. One of them takes half. You said it was 32? Yes. That will kill the injured one and we still have one rat up. Okay. Do I need to roll on the wild magic table for this? Was Oh, yes. I think you do. Yes. Okay. Rolo? So. Yes. Rolo? Yes. This is a very bad time for you to turn into a syrup bottle or an armadillo. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Thir- 32. What is 32? It is, drum roll, you are transported to the astral plane until the end of your next turn, at which time you return to the space you previously occupied or the nearest unoccupied space. That is also good. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's okay. good. At the end of your next turn, that means that the rat is going to have two turns to just eat my face off. <laughs> I'm going to need plastic no, no. surgery. Oh, you are transplanted to the end of your next turn. Dang. That is you bad. You turned into a syrup bottle, Rolo. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I just dematerialized. Sorry. Right. It oh, is yeah. Meerkat's turn. I was hoping the rats would die and I could come in and dump the healing potions I have in your mouths. But now I'm on the astral plane, so I'm sorry about that, guys. Well, I rolled an 18 on my on my uh, death save, so I have two successes, one failure. Good. All right, rat's turn. The rat is going to limp down the hallway. I feel like you're chickening out of killing my character. It's a rat. It's not evil. It's okay. It's not here to kill you. It does take the box with it. Um, you in tune? I apologize to Sitara and all the listeners for not knowing that death saving throws, um, like if you're making death saving throws and someone hits you, it's only one fail because she totally would have lived. My bad. Um, all right. So drama. I got a nine, so that's one fail. Okay. Um, it is Rolo's turn. He is in the astral plane. He will pop back in at the end of it. Meerkat's turn. All right, one last death saving throw, and this one's for the money. Another fail. So we are at two successes, two failures with this death saving throw. So. Oh my god. Oh my god, this is high stakes. <laughs> so, you know, watch out. Uh, next up is Yuntun's. Oh, okay. That's a pass. One fail, one succeed. All right, and Rolo, your turn. All right, so I guess I return at the end of my last turn. I returned yep. to the material plane, and I rush over and quickly pour healing potions down the throat of my two disabled comrades. They regain health. All right, so you guys get uh, 2d4 plus 2 health back. And right. I'm sorry about burning you guys. <laughs> I thought it would go better than it did. <laughs> God, that was unpleasant. (laughs) So nice to be back, though. With nine health, nonetheless. 
Uh-huh. You can still hear a skittering up ahead. If you feel like, like killing that rat. Well, what do you say? Should we just go kill it? I want to kill the rat. <laughs> it sounds like we're all in tip-top shape. Well, I'm not, I don't think you should go kill it. It did just let us live. No, I, it has the box, and I want the box at this point. He's try, he's tried to kill you guys. He almost killed Meerkat. That rat is rat mate. And I, okay. bound, I bound down the hallway on Nacho. As soon as I see the rat, I'm going to firebolt him. Okay. Rolled it to hit? 16. It hits? Do you deal at least 10 damage? I only deal 6 damage. Ooh, it has four left. But I have Bardic Inspiration. Can I use my... Bar- Is that something I can use Bardic Inspiration for? You can. Ooh. All right, then I will roll a D8. a D8 to that. And I get six. So yes, I do 12 damage to him. You have an inspiringly bright fire blast from your, from your fingers there uh, that incinerates that rat and it drops the box as it shudders its last shudder. All right. I, I feel kind of bad. <laughs> it just spared my life. And well, I guess I'm in the other room. I, I was like, oh boy, that was a, a, quite a headache. And then I, I don't see it. Yeah, I also feel bad, but it's mostly the death. <laughs> was dying not fun? <laughs> Quite the contrary. It was the absence of fun. Oh, gosh. There was no fun. It was mostly just being the death. Yeah, yeah I was just unconscious, man. Oh, man. Whew, my head hurts. All right, I well, opened the box up. It contains an a, um, a immovable rod. That sounds hot. <laughs> Uh, up to your left, you also see another one of those doors to the side. Okay. Um, hey guys, are, how are you feeling? Ow. <laughs> Fractionally not great. There's another room up here, and the last time it was a storeroom that had health potions in it, so I think we should go in again and see if there's any weird fruit bottles in there. Should I burn the door down again? Well, that, let's, yeah, yeah, What we might as well. Yeah, I'm going to burn the door down. Uh, dirty 20, uh, and that is eight damage for the door, and it lights on fire. Sure. After a while, it crumbles to ash. Cool. All right. As this is happening, I'm drinking the health potion I was given earlier. Yeah, after the beginning, I didn't think you guys would need the health potion so much. No, you, I, you know, I didn't either. But now happily at 18 health. Yeah. Um, inside this storeroom, there is again a crate of apples. There are also several beds. Oh, we should have opened the door instead of burning it down, because then we could have, like, closed it behind us. <laughs> oh, and uh, taking a, a rest here, yeah. You could still risk it. Well, well, okay, let's see. We have three health potions left between the three of us. Uh, I could use a good handful. I imagine you two, you could probably use a good handful of, 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 of health right now. Yes, and I could also use my, my, uh, I don't know how to in character say that I'm going to use my hit dice. I think there's something about short resting and, and using your hit dice to get HP back. So if we short rested here, we could, right? That is true. And as a poor player of the, of the Warlockian arts, you would also regain any expended energy use that may use to be cast spells as well. 
Do I? For short Warlocks regain spell slots on a short rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, how many? Uh, all of them. Oh, no. Same as you would during a long rest. <laughs> That's why oh. you have fewer of them. Yeah. Oh. Warlocks are a funny bunch. Thank you for knowing that, because I did not know that. And then it says, um, a character can spend one or more hit dice at the end of a short rest up to the character's maximum number of hit dice, which is equal to the character's level. Yep. Also, don't you have Song of Rest? I do. So we can also use Song of Rest during our, I believe it can be used during a short rest and not just okay. a long rest, where you could regain an extra 1d6 hit points. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. Let, yeah, let's take a brief break. Let's take a brief break, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Meerkat passes out. All right, I'm just gonna just just real quick regain some of my health. Let's try one. Everyone, you've got one d six of a. Uh, you know, he sings a song of healing, and it is actually Wonderwall. <laughs> You proceed after your rest and have regained your hit points down the final tunnel, and you hear big, scritchy, scratchy sounds. All right, and then just for everybody's knowledge, I'm at 37 out of 45 hit points, which is not that bad. I apparently have all the fireballs. Okay, so, so, Rolo, do you want to go in and fireball the big king? Well, I was thinking, what if we walked on the ceiling like kind of crawled along the ceiling that can, would the rats be able to reach us if they stood up? They Uh, would not. That would be a great way to talk to them. Uh, Let me just, and I'm going to catch which bolt. (laughs) Um, Oh, wait, no, I, I need to burn these spell slots because I don't want to like have the rat king take over my mind and have me attack you guys with, with two spells, two fireballs in my disposal. So, uh, I like I look over there and I point my finger and I cast two fireballs off in the distance, like away from us. Okay. And I'm like, okay, sorry, I had to get those out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait just a moment. Yeah, let's let's well, let's see because while I might not be a combat oriented person, I do have some some you know some abilities that may come in handy in a in a tete a tete, a one on one, as you may. Uh, you know, as we aren't supposed to speak to them, but I know that there was some hesitation in trusting these summer fairies in the first place. Is it? Is there a chance, perhaps, that the Rat King may not be as dastardly as we had once assumed? I agree. It is worth it to talk to him, but we should make the most useless person talk to him. That way, if they do get compelled to fight the others, it won't do as much harm. <laughs> Why don't okay. we have, like, Tuna talk to him? So, <laughs> when Meerkat died, Tuna un- disanimated and cannot be reanimated until after a long rest. So, Tuna's out for the count, unfortunately. Oh, that stinks. Poor Tuna. I can still use Mage Hand and, pr- and mimic Tuna, but Mage Hand only lasts a minute. Oh, that Aww, sucks. Tuna. But Tuna was given life once I turned to level six in the College of uh, in the College of Creation. Poor Tuna, so, rest Tuna. in peace. Okay, so yes, yeah, I'll do it. So let's all walk on the ceiling, and I'll talk to the Rat King, and you guys can just like cover your ears, and then if I start attacking you, I'll be weaker. You can take me down, or just push me off the ceiling. <laughs> all right. 
are we are, are we sure that maybe I shouldn't be the one to be doing this as I have almost no combat-based spells whatsoever? And that maybe the two people who have the big boomy things because I could also try, I've got several spells that if I go close to them, within touching range, I could probably, you know, at least get something good for us. And uh, I would be more than happy to, you know, put myself in harm's way in order to allow you to get a precarious advantage, uh, you two, and you, Rolo, to get some kind of uh, discreet hiding away for it. It, it just feels as though it, I would be more comfortable with you two at the ready, whereas me at a distance can do only so much. That's a great idea. I'm going to leave this rat filet mignon in the storage room, take another short rest, get back my two spell slots, and then then we can walk on the ceiling and Meerkat can talk to him. Yep. <laughs> Just in case they're nice, I don't want to be carrying rat filet mignon on me, so... <laughs> oh, actually, may I have that rat filet mignon? Absolutely. I hand you butcher paper filet mignon that happens to be from a rat. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, Meerkat's going to cat press digitation on it to try to give it the scent of a mask, the scent of rat on it, pretty much. Yep. Uh, and uh, Meerkat's going to kind of like walk into the main chamber and make himself notice. Excuse me, Mr. Rat King. I come bearing an offering in your honor. And he's going to hold out the rat <gasps> paper filet mignon. Oh my gosh, you're going to feed it its servant. Oh, that's in... Incredible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, and we're walking on the ceiling, of course. It screeches and backs away from you. Oh, I see this is maybe not the most welcome of surprises. Oh, so. And Meerkat is going to lower it so, like, slowly to the ground and put the filet mignon, like, rest it, and then put his hands up and, like, slowly kind of, like, walk towards the rat, the rat king. I mean, you no harm whatsoever, you know? We just came down to pay our honor. We got, we got terribly lost from those vicious summer fairies who really meddled in the way of our business as we were just trying to live our lives. That's something I'm sure you can understand. How far am I from the rat king? Uh, you're about 30 feet from the Rat King right now. He has backed up against uh, a door leading out of this chamber. Uh, and as you continue to draw closer, he roars at you. All right. Uh, and are there any other beings in this room? No. Okay. All right. Well, well, my Rat King, there's... There's only so much I can do to you. I thought I came in here with more of a plan, but given that there's roaring happening right now, I'm not quite sure if you are going to be the most uh, helpful body here. But how far is he from me? 30 feet. 30 feet. Okay. My movement is that. Uh, What I would like to do... (laughs) This is very. This is a very bad idea. Um, uh, I would like to. I would like to like dash towards the Rat King uh, <laughs> in just enough range to get like my hands on them, and I would like to cast a third level bestow curse. You cannot do that if you dash. However, you can normal movement and yeah, do that. normal. I guess dash colloquially, not mechanically. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, towards the Rat King and cast uh, bestow curse, and I would like to use the effect. While cursed, the target must make a wisdom saving throw at the start of each of its turn. If it fails, it wastes its action that turn doing nothing. Before you do that, we are going to roll initiative, because this thing is not just going to let you come up to it. Beautiful. 
It rolled a nine. I got a 21. Okay. 11. Okay. 10. All right. So, Meerkat, you're up. Go ahead and do your curse. I'm going to I'm going to run up to this rat and just kind of jump at it like very acrobatically and land on its fur. I'd like to like grab onto its fur and bestow the curse upon its body that manifests in the form of a swirling little ring of um almost like in a cartoon where they have little tweety birds around their head, except this is it's just Tuna's face going. <laughs> And, uh, yes, they, they have to make a wisdom saving throw at the beginning of each of its turns, otherwise it wastes its action that turn doing nothing. And I okay. am still just latched onto this rat fur. Uh, I will not be using my bonus action or any What's other... What's the DC on that? DC is going to be 15. Gotcha. All right, and then, uh, Yutung. Uh, I'm a little confused about whether or not I'm supposed to be fireballing the rat, like... I thought Meerkat was going to talk to it and then, like, signal. So I look at Meerkat, and I'm like, um, I I put my fists together, and then I open my fingers, and I'm like, fireball question mark? I didn't think this through! I'm I'm holding on to it now. (laughs) Maybe not this time. Okay, all right. Maybe just an Eldritch Blast. But, I mean, so it's just that it can't understand us, or what's going on exactly, like... How did the talking fail? It just kind of, like, fled. Did you try saying hi to it? It's a rat. Yeah, but, like, I I don't know. After that whole fairy thing, I kind of expected it to try to... It doesn't speak common. Hmm. Okay. It's a rat. Well, why did the fairies warn us not to talk to it, then? Who knows? Hmm. All right. Um... I ready a fireball, and I wait for Meerkat's signal, which is going to be closed fist, open fingers. Got it! All right. Uh, Rolo, you're up. All right. So I will cast magic missile at third level. Yep. And do five, and then... Five again, five again, two, and two. So 19. What's the total? 19. 19 damage. Yep. Okay. All right. Very good. It is the rat's turn. He is going to attack Meerkat. Um, he is going to use his claw attack, which gets a plus eight. Uh, we're just gonna use average hit damage here because that's easier. If they beat a DC 15 wisdom save. Oh, I already rolled that to 16. Well, then I'm screwed. Gives, he has 20 plus to hit. Um, and like I said, that is 19 damage. What? Mm -hmm. Oh! Oh my gosh. Yeah. Man, Meerkat, just disengage and run. Uh, it is uh, Meerkat's turn. And then signal me. <laughs> All right, I'm going... I'm just going to real quickly see if there's anything I can do that might help here. Uh... Uh... Oh, 
actually, before I do that, I'm going to roll concentration for this spell to make sure it doesn't get uh, knocked asunder. I got hit for 19 damage, which means I have to roll at least a 10. And if I get above it, it's a 10 on a charisma save. It's a constitution saving throw. I got a 17, so my spell stays for the time being. Yeah. Woohoo. Uh, Good um, concentrating, I, bud. Yeah. <laughs> gonna need it. I am going to uh, let go of the rat and run away in the opposite direction, extending my hands outward. This is the signal! Clenching my fist <laughs> and let Doan doing them. And as I'm doing that, I'm going to cast a mirror image at a second level to create Ooh, um, two other. Oh, yes? You disengaged if you and you don't ran. Disengage, then you're going to get oh, attacked. Oh, you're going to of- take an opportunity attack. That's yeah, a good point. Which means I wouldn't be able to cast an action. Which nope. means I don't think I'll bother casting mirror image. I'm just going to disengage and run and do the signal. Yeah. Perfect. Um, all right. It is. Uh, it is uh, Yud Tung's turn. And you turn just to clarify. I believe last turn you readied the action to cast this. Once I give the signal, yeah. now that yes. I give the signal, you can attack this and then use your turn for this round. Correct? That is correct. Beautiful. I'm going to, as a reaction, please make a dexterity saving throw, Rat King. Mm, dex is a minus one. Ten. That fails. So you take eighteen fire damage. And then for my turn, please roll a dexterity saving throw, Rat King. Eight. That fails, so you take 21 fire damage. All right, he's looking quite injured. Uh, Rolo. Boom! Boom! Good shot! <laughs> Thanks. The signal is working! <laughs> I think I will. The YouTube signal. Cow horns! <laughs> I will cast Magic Missile again, and this time I will do it at level 2, since I am out of level 3 slots. 5, 9, 14, 19 again. It is down. Nice! Good job, Rolo! Team effort! That was a much easier fight than the minions. (laughs) Well, no, there were two fireballs expended upon this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it collapses. Um, and again, behind it, you see the door leading out of here. Okay. Well, before we continue, does anyone see a golden monocle around here? Do you, or do you guys see any of the other boxes? Hmm. I don't see one in here. Maybe it's beyond that door. But before we get there, I believe I have a lightly brazed filet mignon to sample oh my Ooh. <laughs> i mean i did cook it right <laughs> it tastes a little gamey but it's edible it's pretty cool a lion-sized rat like heck yeah i'm gonna try that oh no this one is elephant-sized oh, oh no no the filet mignon that it was on the oh, butcher gotcha, paper gotcha. got cooked yes. by the fireballs <laughs> gotcha <laughs> would anyone like some rare steak well that sounds mighty delicious to me i will absolutely take part (laughs) i mean if you guys have never purchased a whole filet mignon from your butcher shop i got one one time and had a a filet mignon party and everyone got a filet and it was a pretty good time it's uh it's like a two or three foot long tube of meat basically and then you cut it into steaks 
Or if you were me, you would just eat the whole tube. <laughs> oh, you can't. It's it's like two. It's like a subway foot long. Okay, all right. I think DM's you quiet. do not. I think you <laughs> underestimate the amount of steak I can eat. But yes, okay, let's go. You open the door. Behind it, on the floor, you do see a small gold and, and crystal disc. But you also see eight tiny rat pups that are kind of they're just newborn sniveling around they can't really move or do anything their eyes are still closed yikes (laughs) i put on the monocle (laughs) you take the monocle do you do anything with the rat babies i put the monocle on and i look at the rat babies and i see if they're truly rat babies they are truly rat babies. Everything within the, the rat territory stays exactly as it was. I look at one of the fruit potions that we have. They're regular potions. Okay. Hmm. Well, I propose, because we've certainly killed their parents, that we, that we, we spill a potion upon the ground for them to lap up in hopes that it helps lessen the blow that their life... It's about to take as we have irreparably changed their futures. Either that or Yutun wants to try rat veal. Oh. Uh, uh, Is that a no on the rat veal then? Okay, so moving on. They're so small and wet, I don't think that would be very appetizing whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys just going to leave them here? Uh, no, that's also killing them, right? Like, don't we have to weed them? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, aren't there other rats? I feel aren't like we can't real... have killed all the rats. No. Oh, that's risk true. It. Who knows? This is a... a you two, why don't you spill your potion upon the ground so that they may lap at it in our absence, and we continue forward to go back to the cow to give them our golden monocle back to them? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any potions left, but I'm cool with leaving them because I, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. Okay. So you um, proceed back up the way that you came through the tunnels. Goodbye, rats infants! I mean, they are rats. They're not like white rhinos or something, so... True. Yeah, they're like normal rats. We're just really small. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rolo, are you still wearing that monocle? Oh, yeah. I feel fancy. As you are leaving, you notice that you can still see, when you get into the uh, the fairy territories, you can still see the outlines of ferns and trees and vines, but you also see that underneath those, those are an illusion, and underneath them you see mangled corpses and piles of skulls and rotting slime. Um... Hey guys, guys, I have some mm-hmm. interesting news to share with you. Um, it might be easier well, if you wait, just... We have to go up to the... We have to go up to the surface and talk to the summer fairies first. We should, we should. But, like, just I want you to take a look through the monocle real quick because it's really cool. <laughs> Check it out and you tell me what you think if we should keep going. But I want it back because I feel fancy, okay? All right. <laughs> Meerkat's going to take a peek through. Hmm. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If Yutung's allowed to look through the monocle as well, that's yes. what she says. Yes. And should we just leave? Or I, I can't fireball these fairies, so. Uh... 
What do well, you think? Uh, uh, I don't think they're fairies. Yeah, no, I was air quoting fairies there. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Who is the sneakiest of us? I can go in. Oh, no, I can't go invisible, can I? Because Let's Now, just, I yeah. have a proposition that didn't yeah. work so well the first time. But it seems to me, given everything we've learned about the fairies' mouth sizes and whatever these corpses are doing, that these fairies are bad news. Now, if we were able to slide past the fairies in the, or, I'm sorry, fairies, quote-unquote, that we have met already, that would be advantageous. However, there is a large cliff to get us over. What if I tried to enthrall the fairies with a nice song, as they seem perfectly willing to hear it, and, not sure if this is alright with you, I can borrow the boots from you. And we can make our way up, and I can continue playing our song as you scale scale up that cliff as a mere ten feet, so that we can sneak past them without them ever being the wiser. There's a way out where we don't even have to visit the fairies again, by the way, just to clarify. Like, isn't there? Mm-hmm. This is a warren. You can go any direction. Yeah, Meerkat, you don't have to go past the fairies to get out if you don't want to. Oh, in that case, let's, get, let's not even touch them. Yeah, I say we just... Just leave. Really? No one wants to peek a glance at what they are? Because I just want a glance. I just, oh, I just mm. want to see. You, you, you know? could also, uh, on your way out, just happen to look over the ledge, and you could yes. probably spy on them without them seeing you. That's Yeah, that's what I'm suggesting. Whoever's the stealthiest amongst us could just, like, look at them and then not say anything and then, like, sneak out. I am pr- pretty stealthy, and I think I can... Actually, I can cast invisibility on myself, so I would have <gasps> advantage on stealth checks, right? Sure. All right. Yeah, just tell us what they are. Yeah. I will cast invisibility on myself, and I will sneak quietly up to that area. And Can we roll. short rest before we do this? Because then I'll have two fireballs. Yes. <laughs> okay. We have unlimited time down in these warrens. <laughs> All right, I rolled a 6 and a 12 on my advantaged invis- um, stealth roll. That's, that's fine. You're up on a cliff. They're not looking at you. All right, I look at them through the monocle. What do I see? You see that these are not fairies. The larger one that we saw before, who seems to be the leader, is actually a Medusa. Blue skin, scales, snakes for hair. Um, and the smaller ones are all Nagas. Uh, they are in a room with a table with a map of the Warrens um, with X's barked across them. You overhear their conversation as they say, I'm sure those fools have cleaned out all of the rats by now. We've been trying to take their territory for years, and we've finally gotten a boon. We just have to kill the uh, the adventurers on their way out. Ready a guard. Hey, let's get out before the guard is readied. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Let's leave. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was not there. I, 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 you know, I know you just probably found something up. I don't want to know. <laughs> seems very it seems too much yes i i i I, cre- I creep back and i tell them so um we've got a gorgon and some nagas so we i think should leave that's that's my call if you guys want to stay that's cool but i'm gonna bounce no <laughs> let's go yeah let's get out <laughs> and then we leave <laughs> all right you go back towards that central cavern, um, and you've all 
taken the uh, the climbing potion, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right, you can climb right up out of that place. <laughs> cool. You're still six inches tall, but you're on the beach now. When we're out of the beach, I use the rest of the scroll to return us to our normal sizes. And the filet mignon. It burns up and you become normal size. I add a half an inch to myself. The filet mignon is also scaled up. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a giant filet <laughs> you mignon. You can do that. It's fine. It's a giant filet mignon now? That's great. <laughs> the count appears and says, Whoa, you're back. Thank you. I see you have my monocle. Hey, how sold are you on needing this? Because I feel fancy and I, I really was hoping to make it part of my thing. Well, like I said, it, it's not mine. It is, it is borrowed and uh, someone very powerful would be very unhappy if I did not return it. Unhappy with you or unhappy with me? Well, both. <laughs> Fine, I give him the monocle back. But I've got 3,000 gold here for you for its return. Oh, all right, here you go. <laughs> Happily hands it over by my own monocle. <laughs> he wanders away. All right, now, no, no, hold, hold, counts, counts, counts. Please come back for just a moment. Now, before you go, uh, I do not remember her name, but the second place winner, the Jenny Ann, Jamin, Jamin Anna. What, what was her Jenny, Jenny Ann? That was Jenny Ann. Yes. Jenny Ann, I, well, I have her scarf. I think this was her second place prize, and I do not know where to find her. Did she leave in this, oh, this whole nonsense, or did she go with the kids? I don't seem to see the kids anywhere. You've been gone for ten hours. Yes, I know. We, ha we had several short rests. Uh, You're still here. Well, I was waiting for this. Clearly, I, I, have, I have a tent over here. I wasn't going to leave. Um, no, Jenny Ann is gone. I, mean, I suppose you could always hold on to this until you find her at some point. All right. I suppose I'll have to hold on to this until I find Jenny Ann. Join us next <laughs> week. On... That will be my next quest. Yes, the quest for Jenny Ann. Join us next week. Yes. <laughs> and that concludes our adventure. <laughs> oh, joining us this time uh, were uh, Rolo. Thanks, everybody. Meerkat. Salutations. And Yutong. Good night, y'all. Join us next time at the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild. Looking to get away this Wednesday? Why not head to the cityscape of a high magic post-apocalyptic future in your mind? Come to beautiful Presidium City. If the ruling class of questionable mages don't draw your eye, maybe our group of wacky adventurers will. Join our band of wisecracking wildcards as they explore the limits of their imagination. Check out our podcast, Dice Chronicles, where we tell the best story we can while playing Dungeons and Dragons. Find us every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Novel. This is your host, Caleb Linville. Put simply, Novel explores interesting and complex ideas through fictional stories. This first season, When the Mountains Called, explores questions like... Is there an afterlife? How do the living confront death? How do we confront the ineffable? Does love exist beyond death? Is life something we build? Or does life build us? Join us on this expedition of art and insight.
The following is a brief bit of the Pedro and Banana podcast. Do you know what really um, freaks me out about the mask, yeah? Everyone's wearing a mask, right? CCTV mm. everywhere, yeah? You mm. think this is a fantastic opportunity for bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's I know. robbed a bank. Yeah, Nobody's I know. robbed any banks. I've What's been exactly going on? the same thing. I thought banks would be getting dropped left, right and centre. Just any kind of crime like that where, where CCTV Anything, is necessary. Yeah, where, yeah, where you wear Everyone's got a mask on, so you can't really identify me. Um, no, it wasn't me. It was him with the mask. Yeah, but, uh, that, that's not me. Yeah. That bloke's got a mask on. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. Put, a, put a hood on, put your mask on. <laughs> that don't even look like Coverage. my shotgun. My shotgun's green. That one's black. <laughs> I always had this Ferrari. That was the Pedro and Banana podcast. Find them wherever you find podcasts.